Hey guys, it's me, Deej, from the Nerd Nerdtocalypse Podcast, and I'm just here to hit you with some information before the feature presentation. So here it goes. You can find news, updates, and previous episodes at nerdtocalypsepodcast.com. We'd also like to invite you to check us out on social media, facebook.com slash nerdtocalypse, or connect with us on Twitter using hashtag nerdtocalypse or at nerdtocalypse. If you'd like to contribute further, we encourage you to indulge in one of our many perks and become a patron at patreon.com slash nerdtocalypse. Nerdtocalypse Podcast is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network. Now go, enjoy the new episode. I hear it's a good one. Welcome, Welcome to the, to nerd, the nerd, lab. nerd Lab. Get those nerds! 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 Let the nerds take over. over! Nerd Alert! What are you, some kind of nerd? Not some kind of nerd. I am the king of nerds. Nerd! Nerd stuff probably really excites you because you're a nerd. is the Nerd Talkalypse Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything nerd. We provide the latest and greatest from trending pop culture and fandoms alike. So take a break from killing zombies with your lightsaber, hang up your cape and cowl, and hop onto the Hogwarts Express and ride your way over to Geek Down to fight our gym leaders and hosts of the show, Lane Stipe and Deej Penhollow. Hello, nerd enthusiasts, and thanks for joining us for this week's edition of Nerd Talkalypse Podcast. My name is Lane. And I'm Deej. And as always, we're geeking out weekly with our listeners about our favorite nerd topics. From Marvel and DC Comics, TV and film, Star Wars, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and beyond, Pokemon, the Walking Dead universe, Dragon Ball Z, GT Super, and the films alike, and most things in between. That's right, guys, and here on our show, we express pride in pop culture nerdism and work hard to bring you trending content from all the fandoms you love. Please reach out to us via email, nerdtocalypse at gmail.com, Twitter at nerdtocalypse, or simply write up a review on iTunes or facebook.com slash nerdtocalypse. We'd love some listener feedback. What's up, nerd enthusiasts? Thank you for joining us for episode 50 of Nerdtocalypse. 50 fucking episodes, almost 100. <laughs> Halfway to 100. Halfway to 100. That's crazy. Yeah. Obviously, I'm about to say something very obvious, but we never thought we'd get to 50 episodes. It's obvious that you didn't think we'd get to 50 episodes? (laughs) No. I'm going to say something very obvious, too. Next week's episode will be episode 51. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) No, but I'm saying whenever we started this, I honest to God never thought that you know, I ha- obviously I had every intention. Yeah, man. Dude, we dude, we started at the bottom, dude. Now we have tens of listeners. Tens of listeners. <laughs> that is right. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Me too. All tens of you. All, 
I know that we've got listeners in Alaska. I know we've got listeners in England. Um, Australia. Australia, yes. A couple, couple there. Um, and there's uh, there are quite a few listeners out in Pittsburgh. Compton. Pennsylvania. Compton. Yeah, I'm pretty sure most of our listeners are Compton Comptonites. Comptonites. Yeah, well. <laughs> Just kidding. No Comptonites here. <laughs> but, yeah, so thank you guys all for... Yes. Doing what you do and just downloading the show every week and listening to us blab, blabber, <laughs> blabber about nerdy shit. But it's, it's good stuff. But right. this week, what, what do we got for him today? Or this week, Lee? we got a little bit different of an episode for you guys this week. We don't have any nerd news um, for two reasons. There wasn't really anything that stood out too well, and we were about two to three weeks behind on our Arrowverse since last episode we talked about Logan. Um, and Walking Dead. We have one Walking Dead. So this is how this is the criteria of this episode. We're going to talk about Walking Dead. We're going to talk about two Supergirls in a row. Then we're going to talk about the three Flashes in a row. And then we're going to talk about the two Legends and then two Arrows. Because Flash apparently is the only show that hasn't skipped a week yet so far. Right. So. And now the same, it's probably going to be almost the same next week. Because next week we're doing a special on Power Rangers. Woo! <laughs> Can't fucking wait for that shit. Right. And we're going to have a special guest. Theodore Whipple will be joining Whipple. us. Um, he was on the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them podcast. Um, we're all going to go see it together in hopefully in IMAX. Yes. If they get their shit together and they... Yeah, if I can't see Power Rangers in IMAX because fucking Beauty and the Beast is in IMAX, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> so far, that's what it's looking like. I don't know. But... Uh, like you said, any good movie theater is better than yeah, than in this shit here. So, but yeah, that's so probably next week we won't be doing Arrowverse also. And right, we'll but, then, but the next week we'll do just do twice, two weeks worth. Yeah, then we'll have to play catch up again. But regardless, the next Arrow, or I'm sorry, the next Flash, Supergirl stuff is the musical. Oh, the, now this just the crossover with Flash and Supergirl, right? Yes. None of the other shows are infected by it. Right, and it is the same. It is going to be done in the same style in which the invasion crossover was done. It's going to like end on Supergirl, and, the, and the yeah, Flash is going to take gonna over. It's going to start at the end of Supergirl, and then well, it's probably going to start at the beginning. But the, they're going to like breach. I wonder how. How can Supergirl get to Flash? How can she even contact? They they gave her something to talk. They to gave her a, like a phone thing. Right. But as far as I know, it. Is uh, John and Win that bring her there? Interesting. Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll yeah, find. we'll 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 all see. That's all I know. Like uh, other than that, I've been trying to stay away from this because I'm pretty excited about it. Like, yeah, I DJ's been wait. waiting for the Music Meister episode for a while. Yeah, and I'm not even a huge like uh, what what the fuck is the, the name of that guy? Oh. Or no, not the guy, but the show. Oh, Brave and the Bold was where the Music Meister debuted. And I'm not even a huge Brave and the Bold fan, but ever since I saw that episode, I was like, that's going to be so interesting to see in live action. And I've been pretty excited about it ever since. Well, to be fair, uh, Neil Patrick Harris also made that movie. That, oh, yeah. He didn't that, make the movie. He made it. Oh, yeah. If that makes sense. No, I, I understand completely. Picking up what you're putting down. Yes, know what I'm stepping in. <laughs>
All right, we're going to hop right into The Walking Dead Season 7, Episode 13, The Other Side. Um, the last episode ended with Sasha confronting... No, no. Rosita coming to Sasha on the, in the hilltop saying she needed her help. And that was the end of the last episode, right? Mm. So this episode pretty much takes place. We see a little bit that happens before, and then it and it and the the first words that are said are that scene. Like the yeah. first three minutes of this episode had not one single word in it whatsoever. Well, basically, what it does is it starts showing Maggie and all the rest of the hilltop. Mm. It just showed life at the hilltop. Like, yeah, they're just like training and doing whatever. And Maggie was like throwing a knife, and then fucking everybody's learning throwing knives. They were doing like practicing with the machetes, like head chop, head chop, head chop. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was interesting. Yeah. And then uh, the saviors show up. <clears throat> yeah, like the, one of the fucking guards is like, saviors are coming. Yeah. And so fucking Maggie and Daryl immediately go to hide. Oh, absolutely. I I can't remember. Like, did the, did the saviors think Maggie's dead, right? I don't know if they think she's dead. I don't know if they've said it, but my reasoning is is that they knew that Maggie was part of Rick's group. But I don't think they know that Rick has contacted the Hilltop. And I think they want to keep it that way. Right, but I I feel like I remember right after Glenn dies. Okay. When the Saviors show up to Alexandria and they they had those graves dug. Right. Negan was asking about Maggie. And, oh, yeah, maybe they do think she's dead. And said something along the lines of, like, did she die or did she... Did she make it? shaking his head. Yeah, did she make it or... And then no, I don't. I don't remember anybody specifically saying no. She didn't make it, but I think they left it to Negan to to assume that she died. That she's not around. Maybe Rick did say that. I don't know. Either way, her and Daryl die because for one thing, Daryl's not supposed to be there. Right. Um, Maggie's supposed to be either dead or, like I said, they're just trying not to let them know that they're in cohorts. Um, right. And yeah, so they hide in this little cellar thing and. Like, their main purpose... At first, you don't know what it is. It, that guy, he's probably my favorite one of the henchmen. Of Negan's henchmen. Simon. Yeah. Yeah, I like Simon. The guy, the guy that the kingdom deals with, he's just, like, very, like... He's weird. He's very... He has the same stoic look all the time. He, does, he doesn't look angry. Even when he was looking at that guy, he, like... He, he, he could be a doctor, and he'd be like, you're having a girl. <laughs> and he could look at the guy, you're, you have cancer. And he'd look exactly the same. And he looked at the guy, he goes, if you don't leave right now, I'm going to kill you. Like it was his facial expression did not change whatsoever. Yeah, he could be giving you good news, bad news. It's all the same. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about that guy that from the leader of the ones that they meet all the, the time. They meet with the hilltop or the kingdom. Yes, yes. Ezekiel okay. meets him all, and he's his just name very is Gavin. He's just very fucking Gavin. Wasn't that the name of the fucking cannibal from the Terminus? No, his name was Gareth. Gareth. Okay, yeah, that's right. But yeah, I know exactly. I was listening to TWD Enthusiast podcast, and they were talking about how weird that guy is. And He's I, just odd, like. <laughs> but like, people listen to him. Yeah, you know what I mean. He I must. think those. Th- I I still haven't been quite able to understand what exactly it is. I don't. Th- I think those guys run an outpost because you never see those guys anywhere else. Like you don't see them back at the sanctuary. Now, to be fair, the sanctuary is fucking huge. Yeah, you don't really ever see Simon at the sanctuary either. I guess that's true. Maybe that I think maybe that episode with Eugene, I think we might have saw him a little bit. And but. definitely the one where Ezekiel, or I'm sorry, not Ezekiel, but Jesus sneaks in there. Yeah. You saw Simon there, but mm. I don't know. I, I feel like those guys just run like an outpost or something. They might they might be. They still need supplies, too. Yeah. It's pretty weird. 
I don't but know. Whatever. We'll find I out. Mean, so the Savior's coming, and they don't really know exactly. Like we don't really know why they're. They there. just have this monster crate with them. Like it's just a big ass crate, and we don't know what's in it yet. But well, before we uh, like I said, Maggie and Daryl are hiding in that little pantry thing, and the Savior comes towards it, and fucking e- Enid, yes, comes over there and tries to stall him. But I think he, you know, he he's like, oh, I don't give a shit. You know who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Like. Like it's like to be in Negan's group, you gotta be just a douche. Yeah, pretty much. Like not one person in the save in the sanctuary is nice. Yeah, no, that guy was a fucking asshole to, uh, to Enid. And he took her knife. I think that, I think that knife had meaning because when you see Maggie, when he walks down into that into the cellar, oh yeah, and Maggie's right. looking at it, she looks right at his hip where that knife is, and she's like, mm. yeah, she gets real pissed. I thought she was gonna jump out for a second. Yeah, but, you might be right though. She might have. That might have been the knife that Glenn gave her. I think it was. I think something, man. It. But yeah, so we finally learned that the saviors are here for a very specific reason. If you, we remember, in a few episodes back, the episode Eugene's episode, uh, they killed their doctor because <laughs> they're idiots. <laughs> Negan threw that fucker into a oven. Yeah. Crazy, absolutely yeah, crazy. It was crazy, but uh, so what do you do? What does the saviors do when they run out of something? They go and get it from somebody else. Now I knew. Remember in that episode, we were like, "What did he just say to that guy?" He said, "It's a good thing we have a spare doctor." Blah blah blah, and we didn't understand what he said. Mm-hmm. But now I'm thinking that he he remember we thought he was talking about Eugene because Eugene also in that episode said about how he had doctorates and. Yeah, but that's different. Like Sheldon Cooper is Doctor Sheldon Cooper, but he doesn't. He's not that kind of doctor. Right. So we had no idea what Negan said, and he. But I totally forgot that the guy, that the other guy from the hilltop, was Doctor Carson. Also. Yeah, you you called it though right before he said he's like, oh, my brother did something bad, huh? Yeah. And you were like, I think I didn't remember if he has his brother in this in the show or not. But then yeah. right after you said that, he said that, so it was pretty perfect. But yeah, so they came to take Doctor Carson from them, which sucks ass. Yeah. Like DJ said, he goes, fuck, it's like Robert Kirkman went into the writing room. He goes, you know what I'm doing rid of that I didn't like? Doctors. Because all the fucking doctors are dead now. He's Yeah. Except for that one. He's like, just kill all of them. Because in the comic books, Alexandria still has their fucking doctor. But apparently the showrunners decided, nah, they don't need one. Yeah, it's 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 so hard to come to terms with things that the writers do that are different from the comic books. So I just keep telling myself there's certain things I can accept that I can absolutely never accept it. Right, I can't but do it. I I don't know, man. I just you I I keep trying to tell myself like Kirkman's there, Kirkman's there. He's okaying these things. Even so, I don't care. I know, I, I but it never works because it still pisses me the fuck off. Like every single time, it if, if fucking Kirkman decided to make Rick Grimes a black woman, you you just be like, oh, hey, well, Kirkman did it. It's fine. <laughs> Well, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I just, I, I try. I tell myself that is like a soothing thing, like my teddy uh-huh. bear fallback. But it just he can make mistakes too. It just never works. He he claims that he go, that he uses the Walking Dead show to right the wrongs that he views the comic books had, such as an example given Rick's hand. Yeah, and Alexandria's doctor apparently. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. Which what? is weird because it, it, it's weird because then they do things like kill off Sophia. Yeah. All right, and then now Enid is taking her place. Like, and now, yeah, and then and then. But dude, I gotta say that's one change I liked because that episode was one of the craziest things I have ever seen. Oh, absolutely! That edge of the seat episode, man. Uh, they couldn't see nothing that crazy happened in the comic books at that time. Well, yeah, all, the entirety of season two was, in my eyes, um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
Not filler. Not no, not filler, but like uh stalling. Stalling, exactly. Stalling to get to not catch up to the comic books. Yes, and they're gonna have to do that a lot. That's what people don't understand. Like, oh fucking this season's taking forever, blah 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 blah. What the fuck are they gonna do if they catch up? You can't you gotta they're gonna it's gonna happen, man. It's the same any anime fan, and you you always hear this. You know, people that watch anime, they could they watch a hundred animes. They'll start a new anime. Oh, this anime has so much filler. Like the other hundred fucking animes you watch didn't. Every anime has a lot of filler in it. Like it just it's just a part of anime. Yeah, uh, filler exists in any show, and it has <coughs> to. You know what I mean? It has like, to. Like, because 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 these shows. That's why Netflix shows do so well. And I, we've had this conversation before, and I can't remember exactly where you stand on it, but maybe me and you have different. Um, or I'm sorry, like people, me and you specifically like it for different reasons, but other people are like, oh, this shit's so dope because it's a it's a binger. Like, right. you get the whole story in as much as you can. You don't have to fucking wait week to week to get these episodes. But, like, if The Walking Dead was a binger, it might be a little bit different for some people. Like, right. And I like the whole binging thing. It's cool, but it just sucks at a podcast level because we can't talk about it every week like that. It's just, it's harder to It's harder to put it into a... Right. Like a fucking structure. It's hard to structure it. Yeah. No, I, but, I completely agree. But, like, like that's what people have problems with The Walking Dead because they're like, oh, it drags on. But like, it's because, Every fucking show does. Well, yeah, it's just because you can't fucking sit down and watch five episodes in a row. No, you hear nobody ever complaining whenever they're, st- when they're, when they're starting The Walking Dead on Netflix straight through to when they catch up. Nobody bitches once. I mean, it's only when it's on TV. Yeah. But it was the same with Dragon Ball Z. When Dragon Ball Z was on, like, oh, it took them five episodes to power up. It, that was always an exaggeration because it just seemed like that because you had to wait 24 hours to watch the next episode. Yeah. When you're watching it on the DVDs, it doesn't seem that. It's not that bad. Right. You know, you just, it, as soon as it ends, it goes right to the next one. And then, okay, now he's, that, it just, Absolutely. it's the waiting for the 24 hours. Well, at Dren Dragon Ball Z's case, it came on every every day, I think. Or even so, waiting a whole, fucking a whole week is even worse. Oh, yeah, it sucks. So, like. Of course, it's gonna feel like it drags on. You're watching. I don't think Dragon 45 Ball, minutes of show. I don't think it. I don't think it aired over weekends. So you had to, yeah, it was <laughs> like that Friday episode week. sucked. Yeah. So then you had to wait till Monday. Yeah. But regardless, that's just <laughs> the, the show. The 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 problems with the show sometimes, but, but it's not bad. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're getting off topic. Back to the episode itself. Um, Rosita and Sasha sneak out, and I think this look awesome. Fucking sneak out, whole man. It's just, it looked. It just looked like a big fucking uh, pile like of trunk of wood. Yeah, it was dope. And she just like opened the lid on it, and I was like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, like this takes us outside." A faux lid. Yeah, it was cool, man. It was, it was very convincing. Yeah, you had you, like nobody would look at that and think that's a fucking escape hatch. You got to do that kind of shit, man, in the apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one of the things that I, I'll never forget in Revolution. Remember Revolution? Yeah, it was good at first, but it kind of declined for no, me. No, yeah, and I I agree with that. Like, it, you know, it wasn't the best show ever, but there was something in that show that stuck out to me, and I'll never forget it. If the apocalypse ever happened, I'm totally carrying poison whiskey with me. Yeah. Because somebody fucking steal. That's the first thing somebody's going to steal out of your bag and drink it, and they're going to fucking die because they're idiots. Yeah. So, like, that. that's one thing I'll never forget for as long as I live, that that bitch had poisoned whiskey. Hmm. I don't think I saw I, I didn't watch all of season one. I just, I got... It was like the, the the idea of the show. It was really awesome at first, and then it just kind of I just kind of got really bored of it. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest. Now Nate loved it. Nate said that there's people watched, out there that love it. The shit out of it. It reminded me of Jericho. It, Jericho. It'll never be what Jericho was. Jericho was fucking dope. Like, Jericho ended though, huh? 
like it did. It, like it got canceled. It got canceled, and I never read season three or season four comic books. Yeah, whatever. Lenny James was in Jericho, and it was awesome. But, well, um, so we're uh, we'll say, and down in down in the uh, in the cellar, after the they leave, earlier in the episode, Maggie like walked up to Daryl, and Daryl was sitting there, and she like looked like she was trying to find some words, and then she was just finally like uh, she just walked away. It was like hard. And Dar- you could see Daryl struggling really hard because we called it from when it happened. Daryl's going to blame himself for yeah. what happened to Glenn. He's going to. Just, who wouldn't? I would, too. Like, You know what I mean? Because ultimately, if he didn't do that, that wouldn't have happened. That's true. But it's not like he knew. It's like it's not like he was like, if you do this, I'm killing Glenn. And then he did it anyway. Then that would be totally his fault. Right. But I mean... For all we know, as loose of a cannon that Negan is, if somebody would have fucking sneezed, he could have yeah, killed Glenn. Yeah, you know. Like, he almost made fucking Rick cut off Carl's hand. Yeah. Like, I actually read that Chandler Riggs thought that was going to happen for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that's crazy. But So yeah, uh, so but the point is Maggie and Daryl finally talk. And it, dude, I teared up on this part, I'm not going to lie. A little sad. bit emotional. Oh, very. You know, Daryl's like, Daryl's like apologizing, I'm sorry. And she goes, it's not your fault. She goes, you were one of the good people left, and she said, and she's like, Glenn thought that, and he was right. I know he was right, because he also was one of the good people in this world. It's so crazy. During that scene, the only thing I could think about was, like, the history, man. Like, the history that those two characters have. It's been five years since mm-hmm. they met each other, like. Yeah. And maybe not in their time. I have no, no idea no, what, yeah. how long the apocalypse has been going on. A little but, longer than that, probably. But you think it's been going on longer than five years? Maybe a little time? bit. I don't know. Close to it. It's got to be. I mean, yeah. Well, but Judith is probably what? Judith looks like a grown-ass woman. Well, was <laughs> like, like, like she, she's like a fucking man. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But I don't know. Judith, she's got to be like going on too. Judith. Judith with a lisp. Judith with a lisp. Call back. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so they finally talk. Very emotional scene. Um, I skipped this Rosita thing because that came first, but... Uh, let's see. Wait, this Rosita's thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, so once they, once Rosita and Sasha actually sneak out, they post up just outside Sanctuary and, um, are watching the saviors outside. Um, and they see Eugene. Like, they're they're watching through a scope, and they see Eugene barking orders, um... With all their metal-covered walkers. Right. And, um... He almost seems like he's enjoying himself. Totally does. Like he's like you know he he has never really felt in control. He never had any power. Right. You know, with Abraham, Abraham was the alpha. In Rick's group, Rick is the alpha. Even when Rick's not there, Daryl is the alpha. Glenn was the alpha. He never here. He feels important. Like he he was even bossing around other saviors. Like not just the fucking you know the guys that are wearing the like the slaves. Yeah. He was like giving orders to other fucking guys, like uh, yeah, that's crazy. And Eugene, or I'm sorry, Negan likes Eugene. He's like, I have chief, chief engineer, fucking blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> Yo, fucking Negan, faggot, Eugene. I don't understand how they're gonna do this. I don't know how they're gonna recon this, man. I don't. I, yeah, I don't either. Unless, oh, fuck, dude, I don't even have a theory. I, mean, I can't. I don't either. Like, based on what we saw in this episode, I can't. Because I, I can't. I can't see a situation where Eugene makes bullets for saviors. And saviors trade the bullets to Alexandria. I, no, that would not happen. I don't see it. Yeah, so <coughs> I, I don't know. The saviors don't trade anything back at all. They just take. Right. 
But we take, but we don't bother. Anyway, we see we, the best way to describe Gregory, who is the leader of Hilltop. If you're not familiar, Gregory is starting to become even more Gregory. <laughs> We're saying this because Gregory was he, this guy does an amazing job of portraying comic book Gregory. Yeah, he's he's a horrible, stupid piece of shit. <laughs> I hate his guts. <laughs> this actor is doing a fantastic job. <laughs> he's he's the Toby to your Michael Scott. Yeah. <laughs> He's, yeah. No, no. <laughs> God, please, no. <laughs> but he's, yeah. He's I, a if shit. I had a gun with two bullets in it, you, Hitler, and Osama bin Laden were in here, I would shoot you twice. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh man, <laughs> I want to do a special on the office. All right, I'm down. I just love it. But um, so yeah, Gregory's just been. You know, he's like going to fucking Simon. He didn't actually snitch, which I thought he was going to. He could easily say, Daryl and Maggie are here. <laughs> I was he waiting totally for would it. do some shit like that. I know. Too. I was totally, I was like, dude, as soon as they were back there, I was just waiting for him. You know, Daryl's here. <laughs> but he didn't. I couldn't believe it. But I don't know. I, I also don't think he wants the wrath of Rick either. Yeah. But he's just a coward, man. This is the coward, the most cowardly man ever. He says some shit in this episode right after this yeah. scene. Where he's like, I mean, you know, he was like, he was like doing like, a, he's like, you know, maybe like, uh, you know, someone might be able to like take, someone better might take over, you know, someday. Like, what do you think? What's happening? He goes, eh, just, uh, just hypothetically, like, <laughs> just because I'm a bitch and I know I'm a bitch and anybody could just, that girl right there could probably take over. I fucked. <laughs> the girl, the girl from the kingdom that said she pissed herself when she sees Shiva, she could take over. Like, <laughs> he's a bitch, dude. And, and really the, which I can believe, dude, he like threatened Jesus. Jesus is like, are you threatening me? Oh, yeah. Wait, what did he threaten him with? I don't really... I can't remember the exact threat, but it was more it was more along the line of, like, you know, you're not my friend anymore, and I take care of my friends, and it's like, if something happens to you, it happens to you kind of thing. Or, like, you know, if you you know, if you know, get to the Savior... Like, it's not about, like, telling the Savior or something. I don't know. But he threatened him in a way. It was not, like, a, a very specific, like, if you do this, I'm killing you threat. Oh, yeah. It was like he worked <laughs> his way around it. Yeah, he was... He's. If anything, Gregory is good with his words. Right, you know he's that's what cowards are. Cowards he's a are professional real. liar, man. Yeah, so you know, and I thought I was I was wanting Jesus to just a roundhouse kick in the face. Yeah, I can't wait. I hope Something. I hope what happens to him in the comic books happens in this. Oh, it has to. I will wait. I cannot wait. I mean, it's it's gonna be a while yet, but yeah, but still worth it. But so back then, uh, back to Sasha and Rosita. They're watching out the window and like. They see the doctor, like the the caravan coming back, and the doctor. They're like, "God damn it, the doctor's there!" And it sucks, and they they're even more worried about it because uh, Maggie's out there, pregnant. Now there's not one physician in that whole place. I mean, even he was worried. He was like, "I have patients, you know, yeah. like I, people with ongoing things." They don't give a shit. The sanction. He can bats people's heads with baseball bats. I'm sure he doesn't give a shit about sickly. Yeah, you know I mean, it. so <coughs> they once they see this, they they wait till nightfall. And they make an attempt. No, before that, they see Negan. Oh, you know, yeah, Negan, yeah, Negan comes out to greet the doctor. But, like, every time, that every shot she had, the doctor's head was right in front of Negan's head. And yeah. then, like, he was, like, hugging Eugene, so, like, Eugene's head was right in front of him. And he just wasn't outside long enough. She couldn't get a clean shot. Right. I bet she was thinking, now she should have just fucking blasted through Eugene's fucking head. Yeah, really. acting. Yeah, so, uh, Lane prefaced it, but they, uh... They make an attempt. They wait till nightfall, and they make an attempt to go down there and uh, rescue Eugene while he's outside, and he's just not. He's like, no, I'm not going. He looked, like, horrified. like, Yeah, like, horrified to see his fucking friend. Like, Yeah. But he didn't want to do it. 
He's a bitch. Dude. He, he's even more cowardly than fucking Gregory. Oh, by far. That's saying a lot. But he's not near as big of a douche. No. He might be now, but. Yeah, he was being pretty douchey. So he like, pretty much, he's like, no, I'm not going. And then he turns around and runs inside. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Right. So then uh, Sasha decides to make her move. Yeah, and like they cut open the fence. Yep. And she goes in and then she locks Rosita back out, like out from coming in. Yeah, she went in first and then she turned around and like latched the the chain link back with some kind of like, it looked like a bike lock or some shit. I don't really know. She goes, you go. I got this. Like, I feel like Sasha's just giving up. Yeah. She's lost everything. She lost her brother. She lost, she like, she lost she fucking. She lost like two boyfriends. Fucking uh, uh, shish kebab. Shish kebab. Because <laughs> they were eating him. And then she <laughs> lost fucking Abraham. Like shish kebab. <clears throat> yeah. But, that's yeah. That's th- 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 her brother and two boyfriends. So she goes running into sanctuary, and we don't see her. And then Rosita turns around. Well, she runs. Yeah, she runs out, and then she and then it, like comes to like a car. But right before this scene, Daryl like has a crossbow on his back at Hilltop, and he confronts Jesus. He goes, "Where are they?" And then it cuts back to them, and then she sees a, a silhouette of somebody with a crossbow on their back. Right, and long hair. And so uh, are we to believe that it's Daryl? It's got to be Daryl or Dwight, but I don't think Dwight has a crossbow anymore. Like Maybe he liked it so much that he just decided to find another one. Or... Yeah, because Dwight's not at Sanctuary as far as we know. He was last place we saw him was leaving the beer and pretzels at his, at his house. Yeah, but that, who knows how much time has passed. He could very well easily be. Well, yeah, if he felt like it, but... I don't know. But I guess we're going to find out next episode. Well, we got two more episodes, right? Two or three? Three. Three more episodes of The 13, Walking Dead. Yeah. Wow. So, well, n- yeah, thir- f- uh, 14, 15, and 16. So, season finale is coming, yo. Yo, I can't wait for that shit. It's going to be awesome. That puts us at what? Let's see. Uh, episode 53. No, I'm not, oh. I know that. I'm just looking at the date. That takes us to, let's see, next week's is the 26th. The second, ninth, the ninth, the ninth will be the last episode of Walking Dead this season, and then we got a a, a potentially great season of Fear the Walking Dead. Yes, that's coming real soon. I don't know when that fucking starts. Presumably the next month or the next week. Yeah, but that preview we read, we read, sounds promising. Very promising. Well, it definitely won't start on the sixteenth because that's Easter Sunday. So I don't think it'll start. No, probably then. not. But probably the following week or the first sun first Sunday in May. But, well, all right. So that covers Walking Dead this week. Um, I thought it was a it was a good episode. Yeah, it was, it was solid. You know, uh, we saw Rosita and Sasha hash some things out there. You know, they kind of you know they accept each other now more so. Uh, there was some growth. We saw a lot of cowardice. This is a good episode. Yeah, I have no complaints. All right, well, now we are getting into Supergirl. And it's time to start our Arrowverse. Supergirl Season 2, Episode 14, Homecoming. All right, now, from what I remember this episode, I guess I don't remember anything. 
So Supergirl and Martian Manhunter rush to an alert of a Cadmus movement, assuming that it is weapons, but they find Jeremiah instead. Jeremiah being uh, their father, Supergirl, and uh, Alex's Alex, father. Yes. And in parentheses, we have too easy because it seemed way too easy. Yeah, like there was no struggle. There wasn't very much fight. There was it. I, immediately, I'm like, this, this is not right. And right. then mon is the only other one in this episode that realized that. But Right. So with a little bit of a family reunion, everyone seems to be in a state of pure nostalgia. But only mon is suspicious. Uh, so, yeah, everybody, including Alex, Supergirl, and uh, Mama Danvers, yeah. is super... Excited, obviously. Well, no, Mama Danvers was not really that excited. Nobody was really that excited. Like, your wife put it in a way, like, she goes, man, if somebody was missing for that long and you saw them, it would be way more of a, you know, it would be way more ex- out there and, like, exciting than yeah, just absolutely. Dad. <laughs> hey, Dad. You didn't text me back for 13 <laughs> years. <laughs> so, being harshly criticized, Monel does not let off. He goes to win, and they catch him breaking into the mainframe of the, the DEO. But of course, he has a great cover story, making them them along with Supergirl look like assholes. Yeah, we mean like we mean that because Supergirl they convinced Supergirl. She goes, "So what were you doing?" And he goes, "I was just looking at uh, all the cases my daughters have done." Like, yeah. beautiful story. Like, oh, you know, absolutely, absolute yeah. perfect story. He's like, "I just wanted to see what I missed all those years." Yeah, but Monel still not convinced. So, uh, going after the so-called fusion bomb. Um, created from when super when they mined Supergirl's heat vision, uh, what they called Supernova in this series. Mm. Um, supposedly, he's used this opportunity to break into the computer, and surprisingly, was able to stop Martian Manhunter with some cybernetic enhancements. Yeah, that's crazy. He has like his one arm is cybernetically enhanced, right? And he was able to fight off the Martian Manhunter. My dick, my dick. And they even said that in the episode. They're like, "How was he able to hold off against John?" Like again, with it doesn't make any sense. Arm. Doesn't make any goddamn sense. Now, um, John was probably going easy. It is still Jeremiah, but still, he yeah. could just phase right through every attack. The the Martian Manhunter on the show, compared to his comic book counterpart, is a pussy. <laughs> he is severely underpowered and yeah. underwhelming. I feel like I could kick his ass. Yeah. Just me as I am now. I mean, he's cool and everything. Yeah, he's awesome when he, he like he transforms, but he just everybody's so weak. Like, but it's like that in all these shows, like. You know, Supergirl seems not as strong as she should be. You know, you know. All, I don't know. It drives me crazy, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we've got to take what we can get. Uh, so tracking them to the forest, Supergirl and Alex confront Cyborg Superman, Jeremiah, and Lillian Luther, doing the typical trope of superheroes, uh, take the superhero's mind off of them. They get away. They put a train in danger. Yeah. They're like, come after us or rescue those people. <laughs> like It's a typical fucking, but it's awesome. It's typical comic book shit. Yeah. And uh, it's cool how they put it in there, but it was cool how she saved him. Yeah, absolutely. You know, she put the train tracks together, and then she went up, and she like held it with her shoulders like this. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that would hurt, dude. That was cool. It was a cool scene. <laughs> so they get away while she's doing this, obviously. Um, we yeah. find out that Cadmus has now got the alien registry, which is not good. Not at all. So now we're back at Cadmus, and Jeremiah talks about their deal with Lillian. The camera pans in on some sort of large ship. A big-ass ship, dude. Like, fucking massive. And that's pretty much how the episode ends. Yeah, exactly how the episode ends. It, like, looked at the ship, and then it ended. And that takes us right into Supergirl Season 2, Episode 15, titled Exodus. Now, Cadmus begins abducting aliens. 
And there's just like like the scene of like a a cop pulling over a family, seemingly a mom, you know, dad, oh, daughter. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like, something's wrong with your tail light, but lucky for you, I have this tape. He's like, well, I thank you. <laughs> and he like gets out, and then like, and then the fucking cabinet shows up, and it's kind of it's kind of clever, like you know, oh, it's a very, very clever, clever ruse, but. So they're doing this, and then apparently they've up. been like back at the at the at the oh, they're like oh they've been they've abducted like a hundred people or whatever, and and these are like registered aliens too. It's not like they're illegal aliens. They're actually they're registered. Like you know what I mean? They right. It's the alien registry. They they are allowed to be here according to the law, the government, etc. But Cadmus has a problem with it. Right. So Kakara uh, asked Snapper Car to publish an article. To warn all the aliens, but he insists on knowing the source. So pretty much, she she's coming to him saying, "Supergirl, he's all your know, source is not just one source. Like he's a fucking you gotta have." But he's like, "How is Supergirl not the best source there is? Like it's fucking Supergirl." Like right. I feel like Cat Grant would have published that shit immediately. Fuck yeah, she would have published that shit immediately. But I'm sure if she would have gone to fucking what's his face, fucking Jimmy, he would have done something about it. But. Yeah, that's true. But whatever. Yeah, he's, he hasn't he was been, in that episode, in this episode, wasn't he? Once. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was actually there as um Guardian. as Guardian. Yeah. But as Supergirl, she confirms it, but he refuses to reveal her own. She refuses to reveal her own source, resulting in Snapper deciding not to publish it. So he even talked to Supergirl, but Supergirl wasn't giving more information than she needed to, and Snapper wasn't okay with it. So if, who can you trust with the fucking Supergirl or Superman? Like, what the fuck? Right. So uh, Alex's obsession with Jeremiah leads to John suspending her. So like uh, John, it was kind of fucked up, you know, it was a little bit, little bit backstabbing. But all of a sudden, uh, Jeremiah was in Alex's house or apartment, and he goes, "I need your help. I need you to do something for me. I need you to go to the DEO. I need you to get these weapons, etc." She goes, "Okay, I'll help you." And then he's, and then John transformed into his himself, and he was testing her to see if she would, in fact, do it. Yeah, help him. And so John thought. I mean, that yeah, it's very two timey. It was, but I have to agree with him. Oh, I do too. I just so he, you know, he felt that her her mind wasn't in it, and, and that's like that anyway. Even if you're a regular cop, if your family is involved in something, you are not part of it. You can't be. You're right. biased. You you cannot. I guess if you think about him doing that in the same terms that. Today, what uh, Captain Pike said in that episode of Arrow when he's like, sorry, I was so late. And he's like, you know, you and I both know that people with uh, jobs like us, it doesn't matter the time of day. And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. You know, part of whatever part of your life is happening. So, like, if you're a cop, I guess you always got to be on your fucking toes like, and make sure that. You can't let anything get in the way. Yeah. Even family. Like, that's why, like, when a cop, when you become a cop around here, they try not to put you in the county your family lives because so you can't be selective. Right. But so he ends up suspending her, and she's very upset. Um, and Maggie decides to help her find Jeremiah because Maggie agrees with her. They capture a Cadmus team and track the site. Uh, Kara publishes the warning on a blog. She goes like behind Snapper Car's back, even though she knew the repercussions. She knew he'd be pissed, but she did it anyway because Monel kind of Monel didn't talk her into it. But he said, "Do you think it's right to do this?" And she says, "Yes." He goes, "And there's your answer." Right. So she did it. Um, Lena also finds out about the site before Lillian's operatives attempt to kill her. Well, they did not attempt to kill her. They weren't. They were trying to just to stop her. Because remember, Lillian specifically said, "Don't kill her," but right. they accidentally knocked her off the fucking balcony while she was talking to Kara, and all of a sudden, Supergirl showed up to rescue her. I was like, "She's gonna fucking know 
that that Supergirl now. She goes, oh, I was having coffee with Kara. I was like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Great story. How stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't, I could not look at her and be like, you're fucking Kara. It's very obvious. Yeah. I was just talking to you, and you're here, and you look the same. Yeah. But. How convenient yeah. that you were just there. I'm such good friends so with Alex So uh, Alex is captured at a site where Jeremiah reveals that Cadmus is planning to deport the aliens to another planet by a large spaceship, which is better than killing them, but it's also... I feel like these shows are like somehow like coming into our culture, like our fucking political problems. Because right now the, the whole country is all about this shit about illegal aliens and Trump. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So now they're like, oh, you're illegally, you're just sending them back. Fucking, they have families. Like, right, like that episode, of, like that episode of Arrow with gun control. Yeah, <laughs> like they're putting our fucking political bullshit into these shows. Yeah. In their own way, which, whatever. But um, but it was Jeremiah's. Like, instead of killing them, he was just sending them back. It's better, still fucked up, but better. With Kara's warning, Lillian decides to deport the aliens she already has. So, you know, like she was like, they were waiting for more. And she goes, oh, we're just doing it now because Kara just fucking put her fucking internet out there, her blog out there, and we need to get it done. Um, Alex convinces Jeremiah to help her stop the launch. And she had set explosives all throughout the fucking facility, remember? Yeah. She had oh, fucking yeah. explosives everywhere. She, like, pressed the button and some explode. And then she goes, this is a dead man switch. If you fucking kill me, then everything goes up in flames and... <laughs> Lillian was like surprised. She's like, you won't do it. Yeah, she's like, you're bluffing. But so uh, Alex convinces Jeremiah to help her, um, and he decides to. So while he engages Cadmus operatives, she enters the ship and frees the aliens. And uh, Jeremiah's in a fight with Cyborg Superman, which is also, to me, is fucking nonsense. Because <laughs> his one fucking arm should not be enough to stand up to a fucking fully powered person. Like, right. But whatever. Um so she enters the ship, she frees the aliens, who are locked inside by another gate before the ship starts ascending. Um, programmed to accelerate to light speed once exiting the atmosphere. So the, like, for a second there, I thought she was gone. Oh, like, I thought too. Alex was gone. I was like, wow, this is gonna... This is, it was a very intense scene. Oh, very much so. So, and then, like, John's like, I don't have time to make it there. And then Kara's like, don't worry, I'm here. And, like, with the, like this intense scene, do Kara fucking, like... She is minuscule compared to this fucking... This ship is massive. This shows the strength of a Kryptonian man, because for a ship that large in general is heavy, but it's also thrusting. Yeah. Too, you know what I mean. So she's pushing it, dude, fucking pushing it, pushing it, and finally, you know, and then like it got really sad for a second. Alex is like, "You can do this," and Supergirl's like, "I can't do it." And I'm like, "Oh my god, Alex is gonna be fucking light years away. I don't know what the hell's gonna happen. Supergirl's gonna be livid." And then she finally fucking slows it down enough, and it stops. Yeah, they had to Very slow it down emotional. to a specific. Thing, like a specific speed before it would drop or something. Yeah, like it was that. a very fucking very intense scene. Um, and right upon there, a snapper fires Kara from Catco, while Alex is reinstated by John. And you know, Kara Kara was very upset. You know, she knew there was going to be repercussions, but Snapper just straight fires her. And to end the episode, in the beginning of the episode, you see the credits, and it showed um, Terry Hatcher. Terry Hatcher, which is she was Lois Lane. Yes, and, and Lois and Clark. And Lois and Clark, and it showed... Kevin Sorbo. ...who is Hercules from the Hercules show back in the day. And they are some Daxamites, we believe. Um, and they are at the moon. Yes. And they're, I think they're looking for uh, Monel. Yeah, they so. say something. I bet, I, I'm calling it now, I think that's Monel's parents. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's what or I Or his think. brother. I don't know, we saw his brother, didn't we? You know, like a flashback? That was... I don't know if that was his brother or just his friend that he was saying... Well, he was like was, a prince or some shit. He was saying it was the prince. Mm. But I think it's Monel. Yeah. That's what I think. 
Because why? Because just because, like, people were like the, what the fuck is the name of that bit? Uh, them fuckers? The Dominators? Oh, yeah. Like, in that one episode, the Kevin... Yeah, they, like, episode, bowed to him. Yeah, like, no, not him. Like... There's something going on there. Yeah, he's got to be the Prince of Daxum. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably sure he is. But, yeah, so... That go ahead and that ends the Supergirl of this these two weeks. Yeah. Three weeks, whatever. Now, we're going to get into Flash next, but I got to say that we're doing three episodes of The Flash. All right. Just like Lane said at the top of the show. Uh, but the first episode isn't even near as good as the last two. The last two. The last two were fucking amazing. Well, the first episode we're talking about now is part two to the the last episode of Flash we discussed. So, yeah, it's the, the, Gorilla, it's the Grodd. Gorilla Grodd part two episode. Right now, now to me, the real important part of this episode is the very last scene. Yes. That pertains a lot to the next two, but right. other than that, the episode was just episode was okay. An episode. I was flash, really right? excited for this episode, but it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. No, neither of them. So we'll just go. We'll fly through this first. Um, this first fucking summary. Okay, so HR is decorating for Friends Day when Harry of Earth Two walks in and has an interesting moment with him. Uh, what was that moment? Just like hating on him, like what the fuck, like oh, this is okay, what yeah. you do, like <laughs> <laughs> just it's so like I looking wish... at him in disgust, like I can't believe somebody <laughs> that looks like me is you. <laughs> I love their little back and forth, so dude, like... that dude, that guy is the best actor. He oh, absolutely, so many different types of roles he's played, and I fucking love HR. HR is my favorite. I fucking love him. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. great, and he's he is smart. Like yeah, he's he's not scientific smart, but he has common sense and logic and. Yeah, he is an idea starter. You know, he might not be able to complete the ideas, but he can think of it. Oh yeah, he's just—I love—he's such a positive vibe yeah. guy. Like vibe, vibe, vibe. <laughs> All right. So while in the lab, Gypsy suddenly shows up and attacks them, locking her up in the pipeline. They find out she wasn't, or she was sent by Grodd, who was also there to attack the city. So, yeah, in the previous episode before this, uh, it just shows that... Like at the very end. Yeah, at the very end, that Grodd had fucking Gypsy and was, like, telling her, you know, what they were going to do. And we were like, how the fuck did he get her? Of course, how convenient. Right. Um, so they're having a hard time locating the gorillas. Yes. Um, which is crazy because it's fucking... Hundreds of them. Hundreds of sentient apes. It's also apes. due to their telepathic abilities. Right. So Cisco vibes in the future to try to get ahead of the game, and Team Flash, along with the CCPD, try to be preemptive, only to have Grodd take over Joe and narrowly avoid killing himself. Very narrowly. That yeah. Was, that scene was so fucking cool. Like, he shot, dude. He fucking pulled that trigger, and then Barry was like, no, oh, it was so insane. Yeah, that was, that was a pretty crazy fucking scene for sure. But the first plan, being a bust, they decide to access Joe's memory to try to decide where Grodd may be. During all of these, oh, dude, that scene was crazy. When they were Remember accessing that? memory, he, like, drew that guy. Yeah, just like fucking beautifully. Yeah, it was like it was it like was so. Uh, reminded me of iRobot. No, I've and seen they, that movie, but I don't recall what you're talking about. And they have that. They have the robot like sit down and draw like the bridge. I don't remember. Oh, it's crazy. 
Um, where the hell did I leave off? Oh, yeah. So they try to access Joe's memory to decide where Grodd may be. During all of this, Jesse tells Harry that, or and he seems to accept it until he's gone. Wait. Tells Harry what? Tells Harry that he is she is staying behind. Okay. She yeah. wants to stay on Earth with Earth One with Wally. Yeah, he seems to accept it until he until he's alone with Wally, and he starts spitting some bullshit about how he's uh, <laughs> yeah about how not not knowing how much longer he has and in an attempt to keep Jesse with him and you know making Wally pretty much think that he's dying. Yeah, <laughs> and so uh, Jesse sees straight up through this bullshit. He's like, he's like, you know, you, I I don't know how much more time I have. I could die tomorrow. Like. She goes, God damn it. <laughs> She's like, he did what? <laughs> uh, well, so, I always forget that Jesse is like a, a physicist or something. You know, she's smart. Yeah. She's not just her. She's a fucking, you know, she knows her shit. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So she still decides to stay on Earth 2. Um, or I'm sorry, on Earth 1. And then, the, so the memory cover, recovery, memory recovery, memory, memory, blah, blah, blah. The memory recovery being a success, they find out that Garrod has taken General Matthew McNally, which is crazy. I, I, I have a good friend of mine whose name is Matthew McNally, and he's fucking hilarious, but <laughs> I don't think he gives a shit about the Flash. Um, so this guy happens to have nuclear missiles. Access to Or nuclear. access to nuclear missiles, and they're detecting a launch. Barry rushes to the site and narrowly avoids catastrophe. Narrowly again, <laughs> yeah, by twelve seconds or two Some seconds like or that. something like that, and he had to fucking type. He, there were, I don't remember how many variations it was, but oh, it was a shitload, thousands. Yeah, the factorial was huge, and he had to literally hit one 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 two one 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 three over and over again, like straight through until the code was met. But thank God he was a speedster. Yeah, um, it's the only time that that is ever okay to do. So Grodd decides to attack the city since they took out the missiles and seemingly in Grodd's favor Jesse Quick the Flash and Kids Flash show up to try and stop them let's see they uh they don't seem to be doing very well but Cisco being busy trying to acquire Gypsy's help um they show up with Solovar who challenges Grodd and wins and takes his gorillas back to Earth too and Grodd is sent to Argus which he is with King Shark. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that they do a team up in the future. That'd be something crazy. Grodd and King Shark. That'd be crazy. Be way over budget. Yeah. <laughs> so Wally and Jesse, in the beginning of their relationship, um, Wally goes to get some Big Belly Burger, and who shows up but fucking Savitar? So, yeah, as Wally's getting ready to enter the restaurant, Savitar shows up, and we're like, what the fuck? Yeah, he seems to show up. Yeah. And right after this, like, the, the scene just cuts, and Barry uh, proposes to Iris. Yeah, and she is elated, to say the least. Yes, and she accepts and all that good shit. That brings us right into the very next episode, which was awesome. Yeah, this episode is titled, is uh, Season 3, Episode 15, The Wrath of Savitar. Okay, this episode begins. We get Kid Flash, Jesse Quick, and The Flash are running through town doing some training. It makes us think, why hasn't Molly said anything about seeing Savitar? Because we're like... That's the first thing we're thinking. I was like, oh, shit, he's fucking saw Savitar. Something crazy going to happen. But then they're doing this very standard thing, like a very common thing to do. Right. We're like, what the fuck? Like, what? why? So uh, the training being success- successful, Wally has reached the speed necessary to try and save Iris. Uh, right then he sees Savitar again. Barry and Iris get the group together to reveal their engagement. 
So at this point, we're like, shit, it, it seems he's either watching from a distance, but it's. I was pretty confident that it was an, uh, a hallucination of some sort or. Yeah. You know, like a trick of the mind because nobody else was seeing him. Yeah, it was just like some fear resonating and. So uh, we learned what exactly it was later, but at this at this time we're just like, well, something's happening, like, he, you know, because Wally looks very worried, right? Um, and then like Barry Barry notices, he's like, what? He's like, oh, just this this thinking, you know, just worried about it, you know, it's just Iris and all this blah blah blah. Yeah, which is a great fucking cover up. But uh, Barry and Iris get the group together to reveal their engagement. At which point, a fire is happening, and Barry and Wally take off to help. When Wally, from Barry's perspective, seems to be thrown around by nothing, he's like getting smashed into the wall, getting thrown into a car. Um, but we know it to be Savitar, you know, like, cause you know, we see Savitar doing it, but Barry sees nothing. Um, back at the lab with a little hostility, Barry pulls Wally out, which I mean, like he pulled him out of the game. He's like, you know, Wally, you cannot, you know, we have to pull you out of, it's like being like a football player. You're pulling you out. Right. Um, because it's not safe. You know, he admits that he's been seeing Savitar, that it's, he's been like going in his head or something. And they're like, well, what if he's controlling you? He can see everything that we're doing right now. Like, yeah, it's not. It's I mean, yeah, it's very not, feasible. Like, absolutely. Wally's a bitch, kind of. Like, like he's the kind of guy I would call you're being a bitch, dude. Like, very sensitive, very offended about everything. Like, he should common sense. I would, I would have the common sense to say, I'm, you know, I don't want to be around you guys either. He might fucking see. Like, Barry made the best possible argument, and he still was acting like a little girl. Yeah. So Waffly's awfully offended by Wally. <laughs> Waffly. Waffly. Wally is awfully offended by this. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We can abbreviate it. Waffly. Waffly. Um, but Barry is right. Savitar could be spying through Wally. This new bit of information leads to the team to use Julian once again to contact Savitar. Which, like, this, all, these scenes are always very intense. Which, right here, after an intense conversation and filled drawers, they tried to think of what to do next. Unknown to the team, Caitlin kept a chunk of the stone in hopes to erase her powers. She goes, I might be the one that betrays the team. I have the stone. Like, you know what I mean? But little did we find out, eventually, you know, she was the reason that Savitar wasn't escaping yet. Yeah, for real. You know, so she un- unwillingly, unknowingly, was keeping Savitar where he was. Um, oh. During, and I can't blame her, man. She hates her powers. Her powers make her evil, and she thought it could help. You know, if they can give other people powers, why couldn't they take hers away? Oh, Absolutely. So, uh, upon returning, Wally goes off on Barry, saying he only proposed in hopes of changing the future. This does not... Wait, that's not... Wait, I skipped something. During some training, realizing that he has slowed down, Wally and HR confront Cisco. Like, Wally's, like, slower, because he's, like, worried, or, you know, like, his mental state is keeping him from reaching those speeds still. Yeah. Um, like, just so, after just being yeah. able to do it. And, uh, yeah, exactly. So, they confront Cisco in hopes that he will vibe them to the future for a bit more understanding of the situation. Which they want to see what Barry see, what Barry saw, what he took Barry there before to see Iris die, I guess for the motivation, for whatever purpose. Um, yeah, God, my scrotum is so itchy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is. Upon returning, Wally goes off on Barry, saying he only proposed in hopes of changing the future. This does not sit well with Iris. So, like, he noticed that her ring was not on her finger when he was she was being killed by Savitar. Um. One more time, they speak with Sabotar, but this time in help in hopes to locate him, only to find out that he is pretty much everywhere in Central City. And he's like, yeah, we located him, but he's everywhere at once. And he's like, how the fuck can that even be? Like, can you narrow it down? And he goes, maybe. Like, I don't really know. Um, back at the West House, Jesse and Wally are talking when Wally sees his mother, who is, in fact, Sabotar. You know, he gets very emotional. He's talking to her, and she's like, I, I'm proud of you, but you gotta stop. You know what I mean? Sabotar is fucking smart, man. Like... 
He played Wally like a fucking fiddle. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and so Wally, thinking he has the answer, rushes out to stop him. Barry, with the sudden realization that Savitar is in the Speed Force, the exact same place that they threw the stone, which is fucking crazy coincidence. You know what I mean? Like, the fact that that's where they thought it would be safe, and they happen to throw it exactly where Savitar is. But, like, this is what we meant earlier when Caitlin, we said Caitlin unknowingly prevented this. Right. You know, and she had the stone. Right. It would, yeah, and it, so he's, fucking Savitar's been there the whole goddamn time. Yeah, just in the Speed Force. That's why, that, which makes perfect sense, because why, why he was, like, getting sucked back in, mm-hmm. like, every time. Yeah. He just show up, manifest himself for a second, run with Barry through some fucking crazy boom tube shits. Yeah. And then fucking run, get sucked back in away somewhere. And that's why only speedsters could see him ever, because he was an, a manifestation of the Speed Force. Nobody could, nobody else has the ability to see him. Yeah, which is crazy to think about. So, um, Wally not being aware of this belief, throwing the rest of the stone into the Speed Force will stop Savitar, but it's going to do quite the opposite. But this was all part of Savitar's plans. Showing up right as Wally is sucked into the Speed Force, Savitar is free at last. Which, dude, this scene was fucking intense, man. Like, the way he's getting sucked into it, he's like, oh, my God. Like, I would, like, I. Yeah, and it, his, like, suit was, like, breaking oh off Oh, my God, and shit. dude. Like, oh, it, it was so brutal looking. It was very, like I said, it was very reminiscent of uh, Wally West and Rebirth. Yeah, but, like, but opposite. Re- yeah, but opposite, exactly. Like, almost the same scene, like, as, as Wally, as Wally is manifesting himself in Rebirth, trying to get Barry to, re- well, no, he was getting sucked back in. I think so. Because Barry couldn't remember him, and then he's just like, Wally? Like, and he yeah. fucking... Remembers him and he, he, you know, appears out. But in this case, Barry says Wally, and he gets sucked in. And you're like, fuck. Well, this isn't a mention. This isn't a, a case of him remembering him. This is just him right. being sucked in. So he gets sucked into the Speed Force, and it looks fair. They, like they did not fuck around with special effects on that part, man. It no, looked it fucking great, dude. I love bre- breaches are very aesthetically pleasing to look at. Yeah, like, they look real. They look like they are there. Yeah, like, I love the way they look. They're so cool. They look. I don't even know. I wonder what it feels like to go through one. I don't know. Probably same thing. It's probably taking a virginity. <laughs> Just having that hymen bust all over you. I guess. Anyway. Um, so while he's sucked into the Speed Force, Savitar is free at last. With a bit of a battle, Barry gets injured and Savitar departs. He, like, stabs Wally with his fucking hand claw thing and Barry, like, faces his hand and cuts through it. Yeah. I wonder if Wally could phase and break Wolverine's claws or Captain America's shield. I wonder. I don't know. I wonder how tough it is. Now maybe not the the shield because it, that's its purpose. It, it it absorbs that vibration and shit. Yeah, but I don't know about adamantium. That'd be that's an interesting. It's a good yeah. It's a good good thing but to uh, try to look up. So so yeah, and Sabotar departs. So at the end of the episode, we have three questions: How will they get Wally out? Who the hell is Sabotar? Which, you know, that's always the question: Who the hell was fucking Zoom? Who the hell was Reverse Flash? You know, it, we're waiting. We're always asking that question. And uh, and what will Cisco be able to do with that piece of Savitar's suit? Now, which I want to talk. Two about of these questions get answered. Right now, <laughs> I want to talk real quick with you about, um, I guess punctuation and grammar, which in the phrase "I am the future Flash." Oh yeah, my prediction. Yes, because no less than three times in this episode and one time before. And then in the next episode, they said it once. Yeah. But, like, that that's what's being said by Savitar. You know, you find out a lot of stuff about Savitar when they hook Julian up to the thing. Mm-hmm. And that is that 
you know, Barry, Barry imprisoned was, him. Future yeah. Barry imprisoned him there. Future Barry imprisoned him there. He wouldn't be who he is without Barry. Right. He's been the villain the entire time, he says. And Barry was there, present, when Savitar became who he is. Yeah, I've been predicting that Savitar is actually Barry Allen. Now, that would be some crazy shit. Now, that's not very canon, or it's not the continuity's off there, but... I've, we're, like I said, we've talked about it. We've come. We have to just come to accept that it's just going to happen. Now there are there are people out there who believe that HR is him. I don't. How he can just, that even be? HR. He was stuck in the Speed Force. Unless I know. It's future HR. I don't know. I don't know because uh, the only connection they have with that is that Savitar calls Wally Wallace, and so does HR. Hmm. They're the only two know. people in the entire show that call him Wallace. Maybe I don't know. I mean, what a, it's such a simple connection that like it could be, but it's so very Wallace. not. I guess vague isn't. Well, the Wallace word, is his real name, right? So I don't know, but uh, I don't know. Like is, is, the main thing that gets me to thinking it's Barry. I I, I don't. It probably isn't going to be Barry. It might not be. It could be anybody. You know, they could be doing this all on purpose just to make us think. But the way he says, he instead of saying "I am the future Flash," like he's talking to the Flash, right. he says it. Without a comma, like yeah. if you were to write it down, he's not saying it as a comma. He's saying, now, "I yeah, am the future." Yeah, but it's being flash. subtitled with a comma. That's, Is it? That's what people were. Yeah, but subtitles are, are horrible. Look, I know. That's what I'm saying. People were going and looking at it, the subtitles because they're trying to deduce that phrase. No, I can't believe anything subtitles say, dude. Because there's so many times where I'm watching like Bleach or anything, yeah, and the subtitles pop up and it is not the word that they're saying, right? Like it is. So I can't. Well, yeah, exactly. Like you can't do it, but I mean that there's some. Well, there's something to it. That's that's. that's I am all the it. future Flash. He says, but he's like says it three times in that episode. So yeah, he says it so weirdly each time. I'm the future Flash. Like, you know, he's saying it like he is the Flash from the future. It's the way that he's saying it, which is crazy. Unless man. he just talks without comma, <laughs> like his speech is commaless. Yeah, <laughs> I don't pause when I talk. I just talk. I don't know, man. It's it's such an interesting thing. Like, who who the fuck is this guy? Now we know based on you know comic books and stuff who he is like, but we've like we've seen in all these DC shows that's not always necessarily the case. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but can't wait to find out, man. It's yeah. crazy. So let's go ahead. We'll move right into the next episode, season three, episode sixteen, into the Speed Force. Now we just watched this one today. Yeah, we were very excited to watch this. Yes, yeah, so, oh, it was good as fuck. It was good. Like, it wasn't as crazy as I thought it was going to be being in the Speed Force, but it was still good. Yeah. So, still recovering from his battle with Savitar, Barry decides he needs to go rescue Wally. Like, the very first scene just opens up on Barry's face, and he's just standing there, like, looking miserable, man. Like, absolutely sad. Yep. And he's like, we need to go. He goes, ready to the breach room, Cisco. He goes, like, why? He goes, I'm going to get Wally. Yeah. Well, like you said, you think it's pretty weird that Cisco can access the Speed Force, like, vi- vi- yeah. through vibing. Very odd. But, but I don't mean, I don't know. I don't know enough up. about vibe in the comic books to know if he can do that or not. I. As far as far as I knew, man, from what I know, only speedsters can access the speed force, and most of the time, most speedsters can't even do that. Right. So how the fuck? I don't know. And they do say Vibe is like one of the most powerful characters. To yeah, ever he be. has the potential to destroy the fucking universe, like you know, or the galaxy, whatever. Like you know, in the comic books, at least. Right. Well, even so, like remember his counterpart on Earth Three. Yeah. Was saying that he has the potential to be like a god. What the fuck was his name? Um. Impulse. No, not Impulse. That's a speedster. Um, Reverb. Reverb, yeah. Impulse. <laughs> impulse. That's a, yeah, he's another. Um, 
Anyway, so in an attempt to tether him to the real world, Cisco develops Gold Tooth. Link to you know what we forgot to talk about. It just made me think about what? that speedster that we got from Earth nineteen for a brief second with Gypsy. Yeah, we talked about it on that episode, didn't we? No, we just covered that episode. Oh, did we? That's when Cisco was there, like in the rain, talking to her. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it was just another flash of some sort. The who was it? Oh, Accelerated Man. Accelerated Man. Yeah. Briefly, so briefly, very briefly. very briefly, yeah. It was like she was like talking to him, and then he sped off. You barely saw him, and then that's when uh, Vibe showed up. But for people that are diehard comic book fans, they were probably like, "Oh, that's fucking accelerated man!" Like, yeah, crazy. Anyway, sorry, that just made me think of that. Um, so, in an attempt to tether him to the real world, Cisco develops Gold Tooth, um, linked to the Halo. The Halo being the thing that they use on uh, Julian's head to contact uh, Savitar. Yes. Um, so Barry alone goes with the help of Vibe um, to the Speed Force. To the Speed Force, where he confronts people from his past. We see Eddie Thawne along with a Time Wraith. They begin telling him that he cannot save Wally, but they are once again just trying to teach him Barry a lesson, and they're pissed that uh, because Barry lied to them about uh, and, and created Flashpoint. Yeah, like that. Yeah, like Flashpoint. Flashpoint fucked a lot of shit up, man. Oh yeah, like, like we're still seeing repercussions from Flashpoint. Like, yep, and the, at least they at least they kept their promise because they said that the repercussions would be season long. Yeah, and like Barry completely lied because now I understand they said they understood too. Like they said, we only let you leave here last time because you said that you were come to terms with your mother's death. He goes, I know, but my father was just killed, and he goes, they go, we understand, but still, like, dude, I I mean, three third times the charm, dude. They got one more time. I I still think that the that the very last episode scene in this in this season is going to be him going back to the Speed Force. No, to the night his mom died. Oh yeah, you think yet so? again? I I I feel like it, man. Like they've done it in season one and season two. I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure he's learned his lesson. I do not think that's going to happen. But there's still one more speedster. Unless he believes that he can go back in time, stop himself from creating Flashpoint to begin with. But I I don't know, man. I don't think he'll do it. Because there's still one more berry that hasn't hasn't showed up there. There was like. There's like fucking three or four berries. Like a hundred berries just like at any given point in time. There's just a fucking line of berries out the door like waiting for their turn. There's that very, the the, the the berry that was there during season one who basically told him no. You know, he shook his finger at him. We, that, that berry had not. So we haven't seen that berry yet? No, because he had like a crazy scarlet fucking suit. Maybe that's this berry. Yeah, I don't know. Like there's a crazy, he was a crazy scarlet suit and a fucking super white emblem like. That was the first time you, because I was like, "Holy shit!" Like it's a different right. looking berry. So yeah, that I th- I feel like it, man. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I totally lost my next scene. Uh, yeah, good lord. Uh, yeah, next scene. Barry sees Caitlin with a baby and Ronnie Raymond as Firestorm, which was awesome to see. See, that was a tease though, because when we saw clips of. You know, we saw like a, you know like a screenshots of 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 him. We're like, fuck yeah, we get to see it, but it wasn't even really him. Yeah, <laughs> but fucking whatever. Uh, and he didn't even power up. Which no, he just had the thing on his chest. I love the way he looks as Firestorm. Yeah, so cool. I like Je- Jefferson, and I like you know I like it, but he just looks cooler. Oh, absolutely. Ronnie looks cooler. I see. So like the very first time we saw him when he was fighting Reverse Flash, that scene was so fucking dope. Oh yeah, the way he was flying up, dude. Oh, so cool. Yeah, it was all, the special effects were oh, so yeah. good. Oh yeah. All right, so Barry. Oh shit. 
Yeah, so he gets an he gets um, another lecture from Ronnie Raymond and is attacked by the Black Flash, which is crazy because Lane's like, I wonder if we're gonna see the Black Flash. Like, yeah, and there he was. Yeah, boom. Uh, Barry uses the tether to subdue the Black Flash, which was fucking confusing. Yeah, he just like took the thing off his chest and smashed it on him, and he like looked like he disappeared. And I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> I don't. It had to, maybe there was just so much power in it. I don't really know. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But whatever. Um, they didn't even explain it. No, they didn't. So Barry wakes up in a hospital, uh, still in the Speed Force, but in a hospital nonetheless. And yeah, and we got to no, no, mention, like, that as soon as he did that, you know, as they realized his pulse was going up when he was getting hurt by the Black Flash, uh, uh, Cisco and them, and they're like, oh, fuck. You know, like, we lost track of him. You know, we can't get him back now. Like, Oh, yeah. You know, Caitlin's <coughs> like, I don't know if we're ever going to be able to get him back. You know, Iris started looking worried because she's been kind of giving Barry the cold shoulder since Wally's little outburst. Yeah. So, you know, she finally, you know, she didn't look like she was going to miss him when he left. She wasn't being very emotional. But right here, she looked concerned again. She was like, fuck. Yeah. For real. She might have lost him forever without ever saying anything. Right. But. So, meanwhile, during all this, back in reality, Jesse Quick decides to go after Savitar on her own. After some brilliant deduction by the team, they realize that the metal will go, will try to find its owner. Uh, Big Hero 6 style and Iron Giant style. Yeah, like the way they described the metal was cool. Like it's. On the inside, it's constantly moving, but on the outside, it's never moving. Like, like it's near frictionless. She said, like, or something. Like, it's crazy. I don't know what the hell it is, but it's nuts. It's um, like it exists, but it doesn't <laughs> exist all at the same time. Like, it's nuts. <laughs> right. So c- clearly, uh, being against this idea, even HR tries to stop, um, stop her from going, and he takes a left hook to the jaw. Boom! He like punches her, and he's like, "Oh my god." Jesse follows the metal shard and ends up locating Savitar with a little help from HR, which he he was he was being a genius. He's like a manipulator mm-hmm. in this episode. I feel like he was you know he because he said something that he knows he shouldn't have said. He said some very hurtful thing. He's like the, he said the real Flash. He goes, "Oh, I shouldn't have said that." Like he knew what he was doing. Oh, absolutely. He's a clever fuck. <laughs> so they find out that Savitar is wait. Yeah, yes. with a little help from HR, they find out that Savitar is human under the armor. He was able to be hurt. Yeah, like she stabbed him with it and it hurt him and he ran away. He's like, fuck. Yeah, he basically is like, he has a weakness, he has to. Like, So back back in the Speed Force, the final incarnation, um, that of Leonard Snart. Uh, so Captain Cold shows up and is just fucking with the Flash pretty much. Yeah. As the, I love seeing him, man. I, I know. Talks I, like a gangster. Yeah, like very calm and like you don't want to fuck with him. Um, so every this whole situation is seeming hopeless um, to save Wally, who is trapped in a time loop of his most painful memory. Which is the, what, like what this is. Like apparently Barry created this hell too, is what like Savitar said. Yeah. So Wally has to sit there and endure the death of his mother over, over and for over. eternity. Yeah. That is the one will suffer a fate worse than death. Yep. That is definitely it. Um, so none so none other than the Golden Age Flash, Jay Garrick, comes to the rescue, and it is actually him. It is not a manifestation. At first, of we thought so. It still might. Yeah, no, yeah, it definitely was because uh, it was definitely him. And it's funny because he says, oh, you're getting a little slower in your Golden Age there, huh, Flash? <laughs> And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, they fucking called it's out so, Golden Age Flash. It's genius, cool. genius writing there. Yeah. Um, but he he shows up and basically says, like, oh, Cisco, right after that, right after they lost contact with you, Cisco came to Earth 2 and told me what was happening. So Earth I came 3. to the Speed Force and blah, 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 blah. Earth 3. Earth 3, sorry. Um, 
So Jay then decides that he's going to put him himself, sacrifice himself in place of Wally, and he gives Barry his helmet, which Cisco uh, can use to find them and pulls them back. Cisco vibes them out. You don't talk with punctuation either, apparently. <laughs> um, where Barry decides that the Kid Flash must go on a hi- hiatus. Yeah, because he's endured. That that's pra- practically torture. Like. Yeah, you know, mental anguish. This over and over and over and over and over and over. It'd be like if the worst thing you ever saw was like your child being raped, and nothing you could do about it. Yeah, and just imagine seeing it again and again and again over and again, and over. Yeah, and again forever. forever. Now it's not quite the same thing, but it's the same. Uh, in the crisis, in the crisis storylines, there's that guy, that pa- pa- Paragon or fucking whatever his name is. You know, you know what I'm talking about. He has to sit there and watch every planet, every oh, universe yeah. get wiped off, and he cannot do anything. He tries saving kids every time, yeah, but he uh, never dies from the white matter, the antimatter that's flying through, the, and it just kills everything. Uh, fucking, yeah, he has to watch it all happen. Yeah, that'd be so horrible. Yeah, it would suck. But so Jesse Quick decides she's going to go to Earth Three uh, to replace Jay Garrick because Earth Three no longer has their Flash. Because yeah, I wonder what Jay Garrick's worst thing worst thing is. Well, oh, no, we got a little bit of an "I love you" there from a. Uh, Wally and Jesse. Yep. And then Barry decides that him and Iris need some space. Uh, and this is all about the uh, engagement. Yeah. You know, he admits that maybe it was it was because he was trying to save her, not because he... I mean, he does love her, obviously. Right. But he's like, maybe, you know, we need some space because, you know, we didn't, something we didn't write down that was very important we need to mention is apparently, like, what he learned from the Speed Force is that he has to be the one to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he has to become fast enough, so... I can't wait to see. The next episode is the fucking mirror, the music master one. So yeah, I don't know. I'm predicting right now that it's gonna have no plot progression. No, and, and maybe at the very end it'll be at the end of the credits or whatever. Fucking because the last couple episodes it hasn't done that end of the show. Stinger, little yeah. stinger. But yeah, uh, great series, great two part episode. Pretty much what it was. Yeah, like it was yeah. just so cool. I love the main storyline progression. <laughs> It's like right around the time last season when we found out about Zoom, like and who he was, and got all those episodes straight in a row. Right. Or he like fucking carried Barry through the whole fucking city and showed him to everybody. Like, this is your savior. That was the, easily the most brutal thing I've ever seen. Yeah, crazy. Absolute crazy. Um, but it, it was cool. We got we actually got a uh, mention of Hunter Zolomon in this episode. Yeah, because he sees the black. So, yeah, he goes, "Oh, Hunter or Zolomon, whatever." And yeah, it was insane. I wonder if that was actually the Black Flash, or if it was just they, like a, the Speed Force doing it. Oh, I don't know. Because the Black Flash is extremely powerful. Well, he started look, looking like it was he was going to kill Barry. Barry was like, yeah, he was choking him out. Yeah, but, and his body was turning black. And yeah, but even so, Snart was a, just a just a thing of the Speed Force, and he was freezing his hand and shit. That's and, true. That's true. But uh, but yeah, it was. I don't know. Like but when Barry was fighting that fucking time race in that hallway, or was that the Black Flash? He was no, he was fighting the Black Flash. He was like punching it, punching him and shit, dude. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was so cool. It was a really cool, quick scene, a little quick battle scene. It was really cool. I love watching Barry fight. Yeah, like just any of the species fighting. It's just the way they have to do it is awesome. Even when Jesse punched uh, HR, yeah, the lightning. She's, yeah, she sped it up a little bit. I, I love when they do it too. Like, hurt so bad. Like when Barry, like he, like he runs real quick to. When he was about to shoot Jay Garrick with a gun, like Barry just like time stops, slows down, and Barry like gets down and starts sprinting, and lightning just behind him, and he fucking grabs the helmet, dude. It's just so cool. Yeah, dude, I, that's one of the things I cannot wait to see in the Justice League movie with how they handle 
the Flash's speed. Right, yeah. Because in the Justice League movies, lightning's blue. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's just going to be very interesting. Yeah, I can't wait. So yeah, that was Flash. We are now going to get into two episodes of Legends of Tomorrow. Now, this the first episode we didn't write down a lot. It wasn't not a lot happened. They they ended up getting stuck in the land of the lost. What what, what caused it? What happened? Uh, the ship. Rip shut the ship down. Oh yeah, rip. Yeah yeah. Yeah, so Rip Rip shut the ship down. Shut the ship down somehow. He knew like some fucking access code to getting in, and she saw to listen to him because it's still it's still Rip Hunter. Um. But yeah, in this episode, um, they land in the land of the lost back in the dinosaur era, exactly the exact same time period where Ray Ray Palmer was. He goes, that's quite a coincidence. And, and then Gideon's like, it's actually not. She goes, it just, whenever he did that to me, it forced me to go back to the, the the earliest time I'd ever been. And apparently that was the earliest time she'd ever been to take uh, whenever he did the time scatter thing. So the, so him, so Ray, uh, Nathan, and Vixen go out into the wilds to try to find the power core of some sort that they needed to power back up the ship and, you know it was a key point and then dj dj totally called it he goes it's gonna be in an egg nest and i was like well yeah probably now that you say it so while they're in there um mick mick actually comes up with an idea talking about actually we can go in there and trade racism mind. they used to do it to me all the time when he was a fucking what the fuck was mick turned into from the time chronos so pretty much like a top bounty hunter or this but so they so her uh, Jefferson and White Canary go into the mind of Rip Hunter to try to retrieve his actual consciousness and try to break the evilness that is that Reverse Flash instilled. Yeah. So it was pretty crazy. Yeah, it was cool. We saw you know they fought themselves like it was pretty much a prison in his brain. He everybody that he thought was his crewmates were holding him prisoner in his own mind. Right. So, you know, it was interesting. The craziest thing about that entire sequence was Gideon. Yeah, she was like a banging-ass, fine-ass <laughs> woman, dude. Yeah, the manifestation <laughs> of Gideon as a human being was... Sexy as fuck. Not what I was expecting at all. Like, yeah. She was, like, tapping SOS on the pipes and Jack. I'll, I'll let her give me a fucking virus any day, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's like... She's like, who do you think I am? Like, she was being so, like... She sounded exactly very... It, it, I, as soon as she talked, I was like, that's fucking Gideon. Like, yeah. And Jefferson took a second. He goes, wait, Gideon? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, later, fucking White Canary's like, you are so... And she goes, human? She goes, I was going to say hot, but... <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> but, you know, one of the cool things, you know, there's... So, yeah, we talk about going into Rip's mind to get him back, and they day day succeed. You know, they end up finally bringing him back. Rip, Rip has, like, awesome powers... It is brain. It's, it's like lucid dreaming. He can do whatever he wants. Ultimately, I wish he so, had those powers in real life. They're yeah, pretty but cool. he doesn't. They were too good. They would be too good of powers. Like they wouldn't need anybody. Yeah. But and one of the coolest things we saw, I'll tell you what, the special effects for this dinosaur, 
was not bad. No. Like that T-Rex looked pretty good. It looked better than that deer on The Walking Dead. Yeah, damn straight. From that did. one episode. <laughs> but and, uh, and they were going all out because we had, for the first time in a while, we had uh, Adam being, I mean, not ex- excluding today's episode, but we had the Adam in a suit. Firestorm actually fired up his powers, and they were dope looking, man. They were fucking black and red yeah, and shit. Yeah, it was his memory. It was in uh, Rip's mind. Yeah, it was cool. But um, we saw something that was awesome that I've been waiting for. Vixen accessed the powers of a dinosaur, which if you know about Vixen, she can do that. She Not only can she take the powers of animals that are alive, she can take and use the powers of any animal that had ever lived on that planet. Yeah. So in, in you know... In theory, if she went to another planet, she yeah, she could probably learn. You know, and they had animals there. She could access their powers. That's crazy. I wonder if the totem works. I don't know. Galactically, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we've ever had any. Uh, there might be something out there. We will have to look it up. But so yeah, that was that was that episode. They got the power core thing they needed, and they got the ship back up and ready to go. And Rip is now back on the team as Rip Hunter, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I remember from that episode is the, the very end of the episode whenever he's reintroducing himself to everybody and they're all saying their piece when he shows up. Like he, he never met Nate Haywood before um, oh, as, yeah, yeah, as yeah. Rip. So he introduced himself to Rip and then as he shakes uh, Ray Palmer's hand, he's like, you know, you nearly ruined Star Wars, right? He's like, I'm sorry and, about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so funny because yeah. he fuck, straight up did. He almost fucked it all up. It was just great. Funny. Now, I'm definitely letting DJ read this episode because he absolutely loved. Oh my god! I loved it too, but I think DJ I'm, had. I, ha- I downloaded the clip. I got. <laughs> I'm putting it in this episode. That's happening because this, it was so fucking ridiculous. Oh, it's hilarious! I could not believe what I was seeing. <laughs> like when I, it has got to be probably the funniest. Oh, easily the funniest thing I've seen in that show. Yeah, in, that in, show does have a lot of quirks and funniness, though. It is. It is. You know, it is rather humorous, but. This was just like so mind-blowingly, surprisingly hilarious. <laughs> All <laughs> right. So season two, episode 14 of Legends of Tomorrow, Moonshot. Uh, so we just have a bunch of key points here. We don't have a... Because uh, not, not really a whole lot happened in this episode. There is some very important stuff, very important plot progression. But other than, you know, not much. Like Yeah, this seems to happen a lot with this show. We don't really... Yeah, like not a lot happened. Like, it's still the same 45 minutes of stuff. But yeah, we not. tend to say the same thing as soon as the episode ends. Like, I don't really know what to say about that episode. And we yeah. just write down key points that happen. So, um, the first key point we have is that the final piece of the Spear of Destiny is on the moon inside the flagpole. Yeah, uh, fucking uh, Commander Steel put it in there. Yeah, Commander Steel put it in there, which was fucking clever. Yeah. I, what a way to, what a place to hide it off yeah, the planet. And with the next point we have here, he's going to read it, but uh, how the hell did Reverse Flash know it was there? They didn't explain that. They did not explain how the fuck he knew it was there. Yeah, at all. No. I, if they did, I didn't fucking see it. I mean, my guess is that, because they have the amulet now, which is a map to the spear. But that has to be, that has to be it. Otherwise, it, it makes no, no sense. No, didn't fucking Rip destroy it? Didn't he like throw it and shoot it? He maybe right, yeah, right. It was in the last episode. Remember, it was the last episode because he escaped out of the. He got out of the cell, and he walked into the to that bear, that bunker, that secret bunker where they found the flat uh, bear, uh, Barry's message. Mm-hmm. And he got a gun, and he came out, and they had him cornered, and he threw that fucking amulet piece back down the hallway, and then blasted it out of the air. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. That, no, I totally remember that now. Because when they re- even even if he did retrieve it, he never went back to the Legion. Yeah, he, he never was really turned back into Ripley. Yeah, that's fucking weird. I don't know, man. 
Yeah, I don't understand how Regardless, the fuck. He knew it was there somehow. Um, Adam and Thawne have to work together to get off the moon. So, yeah, so Adam goes there, gets off the – he crash lands on the thing, and th- there's a thing that's happening with NASA where they're trying to uh, – this is it's apparently Apollo the Apollo 13. 13, yeah. So trying to get contact from Apollo 13 before it goes live on the air and all this stuff, and they have to figure out, like – Something that's cool about this show is that you see actual historical events. Yeah. That's, that's interesting and not so actual as far as Merlin and you know whatever. Right, shit, but cool, still cool. Um, so what? So what's going on is that uh, Jax is put on a mission to go and cut the feed, but after what the fuck am I trying to say? After the uh, uh, the Apollo ship departs from its commander station i guess well, like because the two people that were on the two astronauts on it were unconscious yeah yeah so it, it departs there and thawne is trying to get on the moon but then adam gets in there and ties him up and as Jax cuts the feed they have like they have like three seconds or so or whatever before the thing goes on and they tell stein and mick to create a distraction Resulting in a mm-hmm. rather amazing rendition of the Banana Boat song. Oh, couldn't, oh God. It was so fucking weird. Yeah, tell me something I don't know. Jefferson, the entire world is about to listen to Raymond crash on the moon. Wait, here it comes on the moon. Guys, how many more time? I need you to create a distraction. <sighs> Daylight, come and me want go home. Day, me said 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 day, oh. Everybody. Daylight, come and me want go home. Work all night for a drink of rum. Daylight, come and me want go home. Stack the banana till the morning come. Daylight come and me want go home. Come, Mr. Tallyman, tally me banana. Daylight come. Lift six foot, seven foot, eight foot, bunch. What the hell are you two playing at? Okay, I got it. I cut the feed. Oh, it's a, it's a British tradition, sir. Flight. I had radio contact for a second, then I lost it again. Nice voice, Professor. Thank you very much. Then all of a sudden, he just turned around and make a distraction. He for a second he was quiet, and he's just like, "Daylight, come and." I was like, "What the? F- is he seriously about to sing this song?" <laughs> it was so amazing. Like he got through like a minute and fifty seconds of the song. He even got Mick to join in for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I wanna go home. Like I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and like the whole entire fucking room was just like staring at him, like because they were pretending to be British. So they had a reason to be there, like a British fucking like astronauts. Yeah. Whatever. And they're like, everybody's looking at him like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> These Brits are strange, man. And like, did you see, did you catch that one guy? The one uh, intern was just like. Yeah, he's like, that's not too bad. <laughs> well, we saw him sing one other time back in the fucking 60s or 50s or whatever when he was in the gang. Yeah, game. absolutely. He's a great singer. Yeah, it's but so, <laughs> it's just strange. What a random thing to choose to do. He killed it, man. He, he fucking killed that song. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that. Everybody, 
who is listening right now will have either is about to hear it or will have just heard that. Yeah. Because I totally downloaded that clip. And also, we mentioned skipped it, but Rip is struggling with his place on the team. Oh, shit. I didn't even mean to skip that. He's used to being captain, but what's her? Uh, White Canary is now captain. And he, you know, he keeps trying to give commands, but I don't think White Canary's doing it on purpose, but she's used to also giving commands. So Rip kind of. You know, if, if if Rip's not the captain, honestly, what good is he? Like, what what else does he bring to the table? Yeah, really. But after having been gone for so long, too, he doesn't realize that the team, right. the current team, is also like they've learned how to work together very well. Yeah, there's a couple things. Yeah, because like, like even uh, Reverse Flash was it Reverse Flash? No, it was Commander Steel that said something. He goes, he goes, man. He goes, I gotta praise you there, Rip. He goes, the last time I saw this team, they were always bickering at each other and they couldn't get along. He's like, now they come to be a real team. Yeah, and Rip's like, you can't thank me for that. And Rip even tells White Canary later, he goes, "I'm not upset that you're the captain." He goes, "I'm upset." He's like, "What's hurting me is that you were doing it better than I ever did." Mm-hmm. And that has to suck, man, because you know that's his time ship. You know that's that that is who he is, Captain Rip Hunter, and now he can't even be that. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, that's crazy. I'd like to see where this goes. This show is going to be over in three episodes. Yeah. Or the season, yeah. They only go to episode seventeen this, um, this season. So, so which is crazy because the last episode that we saw with Rip's mind and shit that was supposed to be the finale. Oh, really? And they added and three they more. added, yeah, they added four well, more good. or I, whatever episode. Glad because they didn't even finish what's happening. Like, you know, we gotta see the end of what's happening with this fucking spear. Yeah, yeah. I but don't know. Before you get to this next point, I wanna, I wanna. There's a couple stuff that needs to be said. They, you know, uh. Part of the ship that the other two astronauts were in were separated from the ship, the part of the ship that the landing gear that uh, Adam and Reverse Flash were in, and they were heading into a meteor shower, and the Wave Rider went and intercepted them and took the brunt of the damage, and their 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 fucking uh their thrusters got damaged, I think, and their landing their, gear and their, gear got, and their shields were damaged. Yeah, they're so, down to nothing. As they're trying to enter the atmosphere. They had to find a way to get into it because, like, uh, it was the, he put it awesome. Uh, Stein did. He says, "If you go in too steep, you'll burn up in the atmosphere. If you go in too shallow, you'll bounce off the atmosphere and slingshot into the moon." Yeah, and then start like orbiting around the sun. I think but even he it. didn't know, you know, even he didn't know how you know Stein didn't know the, the exact degree to which to go into the atmosphere. Right, and they told him to try to figure it out. And he's like, like "I don't got a supercomputer." Like, yeah, and then and at which point. Ray is like, like we well, have one. Yeah, and he runs over. He's like Gideon, th- shut down. He goes, not Gideon. Yeah, he runs to Thawne, who answers the question before he even mm-hmm. gets the gets it out. And he's like, thirty eight degrees. You know, that's where you need to enter. And he's like, I mean, what else would they be running to him for? Like, yeah. He, oh yeah, exactly. He, he's a smart man. He knows. Like, and he said, he's like, I I studied. Uh, what did he say? Like, uh, he's like, I studied that in fucking in atmospherical. Fucking whatever in elementary school or whatever. He goes, I'm from the 22nd century. Like, yeah. So he knew the answer immediately. So they they go do that and they have a, there's a moment where uh, they're like, do you trust you know do you trust Thon? And he, she's like, well, I trust Ray. And if Ray trusts Thon, then she made then, the call. Yeah. So she made the call and it turned out to be good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Commander Steele. Yeah. They're so, having a hard time. Before you read that part, they're having a hard time getting that correct degree or something there wasn't enough i can't remember I, I think i looked away or something but whatever was happening needed to be fixed manually of course yeah it was like yeah they needed to like let some pressure in the cab yeah 
or the what was it? What do they call it? The like the storage the cargo bay. Cargo or bay. Yeah, they need to let some pressure out of the cargo bay or something like that, and or let some in to get to the right thing. The only way to do it was to do manually by a switch, and you had to like shut the door in there and everything like that. So whoever was going to do it was ultimately going to get sucked out of the wave rider. Mm-hmm. And it came down to Commander Steel, the actual Commander Steel, to do it. And he another character in a show we've watched recently that probably has nothing else to live for, you know, because he can't go back in time to his family, you know, because Rip took him out of the timeline and put him somewhere else away from his family. Yep. And he was gonna go back, and Nate didn't say anything but vixen g- gave him the reality saying that like you know if you do this nate might never be born or he might be completely de- you know what i mean like it could fuck up a lot of shit yeah so he's like god damn it so he i think he just decided he goes i don't really need i have nothing to live for like yeah exactly so he does it and he gets sucked out immediately burns up <laughs> sucks but you know nate doesn't take it very well no but the spear fragment is recovered yep and they enter back into earth in the 70s and as soon as they land, a fucking reverse flash phases right out of that fucking cage. Right? It's it's funny, though, because you said out loud, you'd think that would prevent that. And then as soon as you said that, Thon's like, Thon's like, the funny thing about Rip's speed, speedster things is that I invented it. Like, no, those are the weapons. Anti-speedster weapons. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. That had nothing to do with the cage. Oh. Because he because he had that gun on him. He goes. The funny oh, thing about I those anti anti speedster weapons is okay. That makes more sense. But still, like you think that I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I. I, I mean, I guess that I, I. I can't think like that because maybe Rip never would have foreseen having a speedster in prison. Maybe he didn't create that kind of glass or whoever. That's true. Like yeah. the original people that created the Wave Rider ain't gonna be like. There might be speedsters. Yeah. <laughs> Probably want to make that preventable, but, but whatever. So Thon escapes without a fight because Black Flash. Yeah, his like watch goes off, and and then Adam knows. He goes, "Oh, so we know you're on the run." And he goes, "Oh, and look at that, right on time." <laughs> yeah, and you can just see the fear in him. Like he's just absolutely horrified of him. Uh, yeah. So he runs off to who the fuck knows where. Yeah. Without the piece of the spear, and uh, so now they have two pieces. They have two, and Legion has one. Where's the fourth? Isn't there four pieces in this show? I think so, yeah. I don't know where the... I think that's the next step. They're trying to go get the fourth piece. I don't remember. I mean, that'll probably be what happens next, and they'll fight the Legion for it or something like that. They'll get there. So Nate Haywood then goes and meets his young father, who's like 16 or something like like that. Probably younger in middle school, I'm guessing. Yeah, and he gives him some some good advice. He won a trip to NASA, that is why. Yeah, Which his father fixed. Commander Steele fixed, yeah. Now, the only thing that bothered me about that scene is that Nate mentions to him, I think it was just like a small writing error, but he says, uh, he tells him that he's going to have a son someday. No, he says, if you have a kid someday, it'll grow to be a good man and maybe your kid or something. Like, I don't know. Well, but you can say it to any kid. You're going to have a kid someday. Like, Yeah, but he you says know, your son. He's like, even your son. Well, so what? So it's There's a fifty like, percent chance that you know, like if you were to talk to a boy, so you'll have a son someday. You know, I'm sure. that conversation has happened in the past. I'm sure. Like, that's true. But uh, the last scene that we see in the entire episode is Vixen. Oh yeah, learning about her future, which she shouldn't be asking, but nope. she asks Gideon for a look into what happens to her and her granddaughter in the fate of her village. And if fucking Nate Haywood again, you know, he should be the last person. I know. Fucking with his history. But, you know, he was going to do it with his, with his fucking grandfather. And now he's doing it fucking telling her 
about she wants you to ask them, and then you'll fucking tell me if you won't choose family over fucking history, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, God damn it, dude. It's, yeah, it's frustrating in a time travel show like this. Yeah, so she sees, like, the destruction of her village, the fucking the adoption papers yep. of Vixen, and then she actually saw Vixen, which was pretty cool. Yeah. And the look in her face was of absolute horror. So, like, what the fuck is she going to do? Like, God damn it. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's crazy. I can't wait to see how this season ends. Yeah. I'm so happy that they're not fighting against Vandal Savage anymore. <laughs> yeah, he got annoying. And so did fucking... Annoying. I thought we were never going to see Damien Dark again until this... Oh, then, God. Then dude. this season of this show started. We're like, God oh, damn it. <laughs> well, <laughs> Damien Dark is not nearly as annoying in this show than he was in Arrow. No, I hated him in Arrow. Yeah, he was a pain in the ass, force user bitch. Yeah. So he doesn't have his... That's the beauty of it. He doesn't have his magical powers in this show. Yeah, but he's still a boss. Yeah, yeah, he's a boss, and and that, that's why I like him. Without his magical powers, he's not like he doesn't wimp out and just use him. Like, he actually fights. I and mean, if I had those powers, I'd use them too. I don't. Yeah, I mean, you can't blame him for wanting to use them, but he, it just got so annoying. Like, yeah, an arrow, they would show up. It was very the same thing. Yeah, all they would the time. show up, and he would force choke him, and then they would he would leave. He would escape. Yeah, yeah, every all time. the time. Yeah, it's like God damn it! I'm tired <laughs> of Damien Dark's bitch ass. It was just annoying, but. Ugh. All right, so two more things. We're going to last two episodes of Arrow, and we will be done. All right, Arrow, Season 5, Episode 13, titled Fighting Fire with Fire. Following the backlash of the last episode, Oliver is dealing with potential impeachment. Adrian Chase officially becomes his attorney. The first meeting does not go well for the Mayor Queen. Once again, attacked in a... Oh, does not go well for Mayor Queen. Once again, attacked in a limo, which seems to be because even like what's her name, uh, his sister says something. She goes, "I'm not riding with you in a limo ever again." Because like, <laughs> that, yeah. that's what happened to fucking Felicity, and she got paralyzed. Um. Uh, so Oliver and Dinah have to fight off Vigilante, which the entire time we think Adrian Chase because if you know who Vigilante is, you know it's Adrian Chase, right? And we're like, "Fuck!" And then so Dinah recovers a piece of his visor, which Adrian Chase takes from her, which she later recovers. And we get to see Mr. Terrific. Oh yeah, and we get to see Mr. Terrific's T spheres in action. So you know we, we've seen teases of them like earlier on, a couple like last season or something. Yeah, when she was still working at Palmer Tech. Yeah, he had them like sitting he had, out. you know, and he was. But this time, dude, they're actually flying around. They're you know, awesome they're cool. too. Like just what exactly what I want. Yeah, they're perfect. That guy's like to a T, Mister Mister T. He's to a T as he has a T on his face. <laughs> so we get to see the T spheres in action finally. And the spheres track where the tech is from the visor, you know, because the visor is, it's not just glass, it's, you know, there's actual technology in it. Uh, On a rooftop battle between Vigilante and Prometheus, we get quite a little twist. Rightfully assuming that Vigilante is, in fact, Adrian Chase, we are proven wrong by the fact that Adrian Chase is fucking Prometheus. What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? Like, I did not see that coming at all. No. Absolutely not. That was, they got me. Right. They did on purpose because they know comic book people or people that even look research any little bit at all knows that Vigilante is Adrian Chase. So we're of course you're going to assume it. Right. And then they threw it in there that Adrian Chase is motherfucking Prometheus. What a goddamn it. So who the fuck is Vigilante? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it makes no sense. But So with, with a last ditch effort to remain in office, Oliver must slander himself, himself being the Green Arrow, 
or his other self, like I said, uh, to blame to put the blame on someone. So you know, so and and to keep their to keep all of their attention off, you know, the other shit. He just puts it on the arrow because the green arrow can take it. He's already a vigilante. He, uh-huh. Um, crazy. During this speech, the team discovers that vigilante plans on assassinating Oliver. Now, Wild Dog, Spartan, and Mister Terrific thwart him once again, and once again, seeing the tears fears in action. Uh, vigilante, vigilante escapes, but they but they save Oliver's life. Uh, he had like he totally used the fucking Call of Duty thing. I know it's probably not it's not from Call of Duty, but that's where I always see it. Where if you're a sniper and you can put the video camera behind you know on oh, the ground yeah. and you can it shows up on your radar screen on the bottom. You see where people are coming, and he had that. He totally had that set up. <laughs> it was yeah. cool. Yeah. So uh, vigilante don't fuck around. Oliver, having saved his career, we cannot say the same for Thea. She decides to step down because of her darkness again. Because, you know, like before it was darkness of murder all the time. But now yeah, she's like doing like fucking ruining people like that Susan. She like fucking ruined her life. like From bloodlust to blackmail, bitch. Yeah, it's crazy. From bloodlust to blackmail, bitch. Title episode. Uh, no, I have a different title. Oh, do you? I do. Okay, tell me after. Falsely believing, um, falsely believing his relationship is going to be saved, Curtis is hit with divorce papers. So, like, throughout this episode, Kurt, like, yeah, I have dinner with my fucking ex-husband, you know, like, I can't think things are going to be rehashed, and it's at a nice restaurant, and, you know, it was very misleading, very shitty of him, because he oh, knew, yeah. he knew that he was going to think that. Absolutely. He had to have. So, just, yeah, it's, just, it's a real dick move. And then he just, like, puts papers on the table. Before they even order anything, he just, like, puts the papers on the table, and he's, like, and then it, just the look of disappointment in his eyes, it was, it was enough to make you weep. I know, I, I like Curtis. I do, too. I mean, he always says the wrong thing at the wrong time. Like, he's he's a he's a male equivalent of Felicity. Yeah, he, him and Felicity have the same type of awkwardness. Like, Except he's not a bitch. Yeah, Felicity's a stupid hypocrite. Um, and uh, he's hit with the divorce, and Felicity decides to join Helix despite the wise words of John Diggle, saying that you know like they're making her do things that you know she's doing pretty fucked up things. Like what she did to Susan was horrible. You know what I mean? The shit she's like the shit. Oh yeah, uh, she did that with Thea, didn't yeah, she? she yeah, she. Thea couldn't have done it without her. Like, right. Um, Susan, having gotten her job back, is in high spirits, only to be cornered by Adrian. So at least Felicity reversed it. At least you know she sent uh, anonymously that it was all set up. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. So Susan gets her job back. Um, but she is cornered by Adrian Chase out by her car, who seems to be awfully hostile. What are his aims? Who the ever-living shit is Vigilante? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crazy. What a reveal. For weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. We completely didn't expect it. Who the fuck Prometheus is. It's just it's just insane because, like, Adrian, or, yeah, I mean, DHA has done his homework. Like, Yeah, he's good, man. He's so good. We'll get, that, we'll get more on that in this next. You see a lot about how good Chase really is. In this episode, man. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. Like, Prometheus is a force to be reckoned with. Oh, and yeah. I, and even more so, I read a little bit about Prometheus on, on, the, on the internet. Like, you know, he, he stopped fucking Green Lantern, Batman, Martian Manhunter, and a couple other Justice Leaguers Flash. all at the same time. Like, you know, just like, like on, but then he's finally stopped by Superman. Right. Obviously, because he couldn't stop him. But, and no, Catwoman. Mm. You know, he was kind of, he was kind of getting above on Superman. But then uh, Catwoman came out of nowhere and saved and helped him yeah, and took out like, Prometheus. Yeah, stumped him or something. <clears throat> like yeah. That. Well, she's very fucking agile and quiet, so she probably snuck on him tough. All right, so Arrow, season five, episode 14, Checkmate. So Oliver's somewhere in the mountains. That's what you say when you're done eating at an Australian restaurant. <laughs> 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 what the fuck, dude? That's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> All right. 
So Oliver is somewhere in the Oliver is somewhere in the mountains and comes to a door uh, that says like demon on it or something like that, um, where a group of people are training inside, only to find out that this is Talia's lair slash training facility. Oliver knew that she or never knew that she was an all ghoul, um, and that she had hostility toward him for killing her father. Even show even yeah, even so. She tells him who Prometheus really is, and Oliver has a look of sheer shock and horror in his face. So, Oliver yeah, and then we don't we don't mention the fact that Oliver like beat the shit out of all of her students. Oh yeah, they're like, "Who are you?" She, he's like, "I'm a former student." She's like, "Former student means that you are not invited back here. Like, you are not welcome." Yeah, and, like you're he not like welcome. proceeded to kick all their asses. <laughs> <laughs> so after finding this out, Oliver leaves and confronts Chase while he's at a meeting. Uh, Chase keeps his cool and. Sp- Speaks in metaphors until this all in ones, which is crazy. Like the first thing he says, he's like, uh, well, "He's like, I mean, we need to talk now." He's like, "Well, I'm kind of in a meeting," and he's like, uh, "You found out what I've been up to, huh?" He's like, "Uh huh." He's like, um, "What do you say about something about like, the plans of something?" He's like, "Have you been asleep this whole time?" Or mm-hmm. blah blah blah. It's, it's crazy. Um, so deciding to confront Adrian as the green. I say he's and- just as good at being Adrian Chase and Prometheus. As Oliver is at being Oliver Queen and Green Arrow. Oh, like, for sure. Like, just as good at that. Like, he's just sure. as good at acting. Like, oh. So the Green Arrow meets Adrian Chase in the parking garage, uh, confronting him about, you know, being Prometheus. <laughs> and uh, Chase reveals that he has Susan and says that if he dies, she dies. Um, so the team is, yeah, so over the, to the team, they're not being able to get a hold of Felicity when she is most needed because her efforts are being put elsewhere into Helix. Um, so this is happening pretty, this is like an underlying thing that's happening this whole time. Felicity's doing crazy shit. Yeah. Um, Arrow and Spartan search Chase's house while Terrific and Canary search his mother's house. Um, Prometheus being 10 steps ahead has informed the police of the green a or the green arrow being at his own house. And we say 10 steps ahead like that because he uses that phrase a lot. He goes, I'm always 10 steps ahead of you arrow. Like, and you don't even know what game we're playing. Yeah. He's crazy, man. It, um, so he, he's informed them that the, that the green arrow would be there. Um, this forces Oliver uh, as the mayor to give the green arrow 24 hours to turn himself in, or he will give the order to shoot on site to the SCPD. Yeah, and then to the SCPD, like you think they'd fucking learn, but they're not going to be able to take him. Oh, they're absolutely not. Absolutely not, not going to. Like, he gets away every single time. Every time. <laughs> yeah, he just shoots an arrow with explosives and gone. Yeah, something. So Felicity finally showing back up uh, has to resort to hacking Homeland Security in order to use Helix's resources to find Oliver's, uh, to find Susan. Uh, I have in quotes quid pro quo, which is pretty much what they said. Um, so I was, I was like, what are you going to quo for our quid? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so with information provided by Felicity, by Felicity, Oliver gives that said information to Captain Pike, who is soon after stabbed. And this is, no, yeah, well, yeah, Go ahead. I don't know why you didn't. I told you on the... I don't... Never mind. The information being that linking Adrian Chase, that he is abs- actually uh, Wilson Morrison, uh, Simon Morrison. That is in here. I know, but way down there. The information... The information... This information that he gave to Pike is about... Chase not being really Adrian Chase, which is enough to put him away. It's very important. Right. <coughs> uh, so let's see. So Captain Pike, he is soon stabbed outside the precinct by a homeless person. Like right after Oliver gives him that information. Like he leaves for the day and, it, and, and then is stabbed by this guy. Right, right but not, but right, at, right before that, he 
he's on the phone and he tells somebody to look up Simon Morrison. Yeah. Um, so he gets that information out there. But So over to the hospital. Oh, Oliver's, yeah. He did get that out at least, so that's something. So Oliver shows up to the hospital where Captain Pike is and um, confront. Why did I have that in there? Because that's supposed to be there. Okay, yeah. So And he confronts Chase, who has the, the balls to be in the room with Pike himself. Um, now, we should mention that Pike is comatose yes. from this. So with some more threats from Chase, Oliver seems to be pushed into a corner. Oliver decides to take his frustration out at home base or the arrow cave. Uh, when Diggle shows up, Felicity relays that she knows where Susan is. They show up to a building with multiple heat signatures. Quickly realizing that they are incendiary devices or bombs, Wild Dog and Canary get trapped in a room and are rescued by some T-Sphere action. Those fuckers like flew through a cement wall. Hell yeah. Like just like, doom, doom. I was like, holy shit. I don't even, those things have to be made of something close to like adamantium or something, dude, because they didn't take a dent. They didn't get scratched. Those things are dope, dude. Fuck yeah. They're a little noisy. Well, yeah, whatever. They're dope. So Oliver is facing off against Prometheus or and slash Adrian, Adrian Chase. Chase because he, he takes his mask off. Um, who, like we said, reveals his name to be Simon Morrison, which leaves a possibility for Vigilante to actually be Adrian Chase. Yeah, still, because maybe. Uh, so Oliver, thinking he can play his game, kidnaps Chase's wife. And Adrian is very upset that this has transpired and ultimately kills his wife. I totally called it. I was like, he's going to kill her. Oh, yeah. She was done for. Yeah. Um, then some old-fashioned fisticuffs ensue. Fuck yeah, like they threw down their bows, and I was like, yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah, it was such a great fight, dude, yeah. too. Oliver was going crazy at him. He was like, do, 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 do. Like, yeah, dude, it was nuts. And then they got thrown through windows and walls, and oh, it was cool. It was, a good, it was a good, like, just fight, like a brawl. Uh, when out of nowhere, Talia shows up and shoots Oliver in the leg Fucking with what bitch. seems to be some sort of sedative. Um, Oliver basically just passes out. Yeah. So Felicity once again resorting to Helix's dirty work um, to use their resources to find Oliver. She basically just said, I'll do anything you want me to do if you let me do this. She's going down a rabbit hole, man. She's not going to be able to come back from. I know. Dark, dark, dark. She's going to do something that she... She's going to do something that's going to be horrible, and she's going to need Oliver to get her out of it. Right. I just found out recently that I I think they said, like, Felicity Smoke from the comic books is, like, Firestorm's mother-in-law or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it, what a Overwatch. Yeah, B-list character. I don't. We gotta find out who Overwatch is in the comics. I don't know. If, I don't know. I think I don't know. It's weird. They like pulled her from hmm. some B character. Right. Whatever. I. I mean, see, Felicity's one of those characters that you like sometimes and you hate the others. Like, she's yeah. like the fucking Fiona Gallagher of fucking the show. Like, <laughs> you like her a lot sometimes, but then you fucking think she's annoying and stupid in other times. Like, right. So, ending the episode, we see Oliver shackled up in a cell and a promise from both Talia and Prometheus that he will suffer. Ugh. Yeah, we imagine Talia's pissed that he killed her. He killed his father. That he killed her father. Yeah, and Adrian just keeps saying, he's like, you seem to keep forgetting that I am not trying to kill you. I'm trying to make you pay or suffer. And, or, you, know. you know what I mean? Because Oliver killed his father, too. Like, yeah. is, what there, is what Talia said. That's crazy, man. Uh this, I mean, as far as these four shows right now, this is getting the craziest. Oh, absolutely! It's, like, I don't know, man. Flash is, I, I, Flash is getting crazy too, but this is this different kind of crazy. It's more dark and brutal. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's. I don't know, man. I don't know who I want to know who is who's vigilante or who the fuck is. I think I want to know who Savitar is a little bit more. Yeah. If I had to choose. 
Yeah, because Vigilante showed up like only a couple times. Still interesting. His voice is crazy. Mm-hmm. So raspy, and it reminds me of a uh, imperfect cell. Uh, Prometheus. No, Savitar. I mean, Sa- no, Chase. Chase. Or oh, Vigilante. Vigilante yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what he sounds like to me. Sounds Interesting. Like Cell. Interesting. But yeah, that's it for Arrowverse stuff. Yeah, our that's that's it for actually this episode. Um, join us next week. We're going to be talking about fucking the Power Rangers movie, which I am very excited to see. I'm so excited to see. I cannot wait to watch this movie. I'm also very worried. I'm trying not to be. I'm trying to be optimistic. I'm as optimistic as I normally am. Yeah. But I just something in the back of my head is just telling me be worried, be worried, be worried. But yeah. I can't. Like, I, it just looks so fucking good. It does. And I, I don't know. I hope it's not one of them things that was. I like, hope we see their weapons. Yeah, dude. I loved when they did that. When I love the Blue Rangers weapons. I want to see that shit too. Yeah. They all like, like they all get up on like in a try in a pyramid and they fucking Whoa. oh yeah when they fucking put their weapons in uh yeah. they connect them all yeah. which was crazy yeah so I don't know I don't do you have any like crazy predictions you wanna about Power Rangers yeah I don't know enough of, I don't know like I think we talked a little bit last week about some predictions like you said that maybe it wasn't on on the show but uh. I mean, like a like this, like a post credit scene or I something. I feel like we'll see a Green Ranger, Green Ranger post credit scene type thing. I'm hoping that we see a little bit of Lord Zed, that fucking blade of his. We'll yeah. hear that. We'll hear that or something like, like I don't know. That would be, give me the goosebumps, dude. Like if the movie like ended, and then like at the end of the, you just saw like a silhouette and you and you heard the fucking music from that fucking oh man that dagger. Oh my god, I'll cream my panties. <laughs> Absolutely creaming my panties. So and it, we just found out like within this last week that. Uh, Jason David Frank and I don't even remember her name, but the bitch who plays Kimberly are going to be cameoing in this movie. Yeah, I wonder what they're gonna. They're just gonna be like random passerbys. Like, like I hope like it's a Zord, like like they're they're according. They're, oh well, he was the Green Ranger, so his what like her Zord's gonna fly over. She's like shit. What is that? Like <laughs> yeah, be funny as shit. It'll be crazy, man. Yeah. I can't wait to see what is what this movie is going to bring. This movie PG thirteen. Yeah, I think so. It's definitely I would love to see an R. awesome rated R Power Rangers movie that is brutal fucking killing Now, puppies. I heard I heard that we are getting that as a Netflix original series. A rated R? Yes. Well, we saw that. that That's what it's based off of. The same guy who made that is actually getting a budget. And is, <laughs> and that would be dope. Approved. That's what, that's what the, it's got the green light from what I hear. Interesting. We'll see. See, it'll be cool, but I honestly feel like it'll flop. Yeah. It'll be cool. A lot of people will want to watch it, but I don't know. I don't know, man. See, I don't, see, but maybe it won't because everybody that watched Power Rangers is now an adult, and they're not going to give a shit that it's rated. They're going to be aw- cool that it's rated R. You know right. what I mean? They're going to be like, fuck yeah, this is dope. It's going to be cool. I don't know, man. So I haven't seen the- – Netflix can do no wrong. Like, all of their original stuff is always fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, it's just – I don't know. I have nothing else to say but- about – I'm not worried about things that Netflix puts out, but no. But as far well, as this episode goes, I'm out of things to say. I have no too. words. We will see you next week about potent, hopefully some very good news about the Power Rangers movie. Yes. You guys have a good and, one. I, what I was going to say real quick: the uh, it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, you're going to have we haven't done it in a while, but you'll have immediate reactions. Um, we're going to as soon as we leave the theater, we're going to do little a little clip of immediate reactions we'll have that probably at the beginning of the episode and then we'll talk we'll do our special episode so but until then you guys have a good night 
We at Nerdtalkalypse Podcast assume no claim in sounds, references, music, and graphics and are not affiliated or endorsed by any companies involved, such as Disney, Lucasfilm, Marvel, DC Comics, Warner Brothers, Sony, ComicBook.com, or any of their affiliates. Nerdtalkalypse is a non-profit generating podcast made for entertainment purposes. We can be found on social media at Facebook.com slash Nerdtalkalypse and on Twitter at Nerdtalkalypse. You can also email us, Nerdtalkalypse at gmail.com. We really appreciate you listening. Please subscribe to us at any of the following servers, iTunes, Stitcher, Satchel, Player FM, and TuneIn Radio. Or also on Facebook every Monday for a live viewing of the show. Please, if you enjoy the show, let us know via email or review on iTunes. If you'd like to be a guest, either in person or via Skype, please send us an email. If there's any subject matter you wish us to discuss, please let us know. We will do all the necessary research to bring you that specific content, either in our next episode or a special of your very own. Thank you again for listening to Nerd Talk Lips Podcast.